Well, we thought pre-season was over. It very nearly is now. Just one more game is left here on HGFC Radio. Freddie Cardi and Marek Kalionic are here. As always, we've been there, here, there and everywhere in pre-season and just one is left to go. Hitching Town against old friends Boreham Wood. The return of Kane Smith. One last game, National League opposition. It was the same story last year. Hitching National League opposition, final game of free season. They beat Barnet 2-0. Yep. Lucky omen tonight? Who knows? Wait and see. <laughs> Live on HGFC Radio. Kickoff is at 7.30. Don't go anywhere. Absolutely. Marek, I know we've been looking forward to this one. We didn't know it was happening until only a few days ago, similarly no. to that uh, Arsenal fixture, but a, yep. a great game to be part of covering. Oh. Brilliant! What could be what could be better? Borenwood, the return of, Co- of Kane Smith, as you said. You know, it's 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 going to be a good. And I think Hitchin have, have kind of been working their way up to it. And um, yeah, it should be a, it should be an absolutely stonker. Peter's out with his camera. We've had our HCFC radio pictures taken for the upcoming season, so I'm sure you'll be seeing them um, out on social media soon. Uh, he's still doing a couple more now, so looking forward to seeing the to seeing the results of that. So National League opposition then at top bid. We've had Luton here, but Stephen is here, then dropped into non-league sides, Bedford, Beaconsfield going away to Barton, Leighton, Harpenden, and now a National League team. And uh, two well-matched sides, really. We've had Boreham Wood have an excellent pre-season, only lost two games. They are against Brentford and Luton, yep. uh, and they're in good form with the National League season coming in. But they have just lost their key man up front, Kabunga Shamanga, leaving yesterday to Chesterfield, and yep. they've had to do a bit of scrambling. Really, they're going to think, how do we replace him? Yeah, even with the ramaging around, I still think they might be a bit too rich for us as, uh, as, yes. as well, you know. Um, but uh, it, it will be uh, it will be really good to see. Um, I mean, I'm 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 more looking forward to seeing what lineup Hitching comes out with. Mm. Um, um, how they're going to play, especially at the back, um, and how are we going to g- move the ball from the back to the front? Are we going to go playing out from the back? Are we going to be lobbing it uh, long balls and stuff like yeah. that? We know we don't like that kind of football. We don't mind them playing out from the back so much as long as they keep the ball on the ground when they're going forward. Obviously, Arsenal giving a masterclass on Saturday. I was not under 18s and how not to yeah. play out from the back. And <laughs> they, were, they were punished duly for it, really. An own goal, but Luke Brown, the count of step, putting the pressure in. Yeah. Tonight, Borenwood with wingbacks. First time we've come up against uh, a three at the back, five at the back, whatever you want to call it. Sure. In in pre-season, I presume that's how they're going to play anyway, unless they change things up. That's how they've played the last few years. as a formation Luke Garrard yeah. likes and he's stuck with yeah. at the club. And that's going to be interesting to see how Hitching, uh, you know, go up against that threat because all the goals are going to come from other areas of the pitch now with Shemanga right. leaving. They've got a new signing in who will be looking to hit the ground running uh, in Scott Bowden. But how, how do Hitching try and counter the wing-back threat? Well, this is going to be very interesting. Depends on uh, if we if, if Berkey decides to go with a back three or five, as you say, um, to match them up, or if we're going to stick with our uh, back four and just uh, get our get our wingers running back to, to hold some defence, like they have been doing. Um, again, you know, they're up against quality that, that Kane Smith's got. Uh, we know the pace he's got. We know the crossing ability that he's got as well. Uh, and it is going to be down to Little Grin to sort of get him in his pocket early, I think. Well, we'll take you through the teams then. For Hitchin, uh, Charlie Warlock is in goal. The back four of Alex Brown... Uh, Darren Furlong, Dan Webb and Max Ryan. In midfield, Laurie Marsh and Josh Cody. Cut Stevens. Mm. Uh, and then on the wing, 
will be Rio De Silva on the left, Alex Marsh on the right, Luke Brown in that number 10 role, and Callum Stead compared to Jamie Vardy uh, by Mark Burr. There's some definite similarities there. Uh, he will be starting up front. The bench for the Canaries is made up of Kai Teal, Nathan Godfrey, Ben Woolster, Dan Akabween, Lewis Barker, Henry Snee, Malarkey Black, Steve Cawley, Delson Akom, Uriah Gordon, Douglas, Stan Georgiou, and Jonas Kalonda, plenty on the bench, still looking for one final opportunity to impress their manager as pre-season comes to an end. For Boreham Wood, in goal is Nathan Ashmore, number three, Femi uh, Ilasanmi, six, David Stevens, 12, Jamal Fifield, two, Jack Munns, 19, there he is, Kane Smith, seven, Josh Reese, eight, Gus Mafuta, 11, Frankie Raymond, 10, Tyrone Marsh, and 14, the new signing. Scott Bowden, the subs are 13, uh, Donovan Green, the goalkeeper, 4, Mark Ricketts, 5, Will Evans, 15, Henry McKenna, 17, Jacob Mendy Mendy, uh, and 18, Connor Smith. So the back four then, Ryan uh, right back once again, uh, but this time it's Furlong, he slots in alongside Dan Webb, he hasn't made many starts as Darian Furlong, uh, but that's how the back four's looking, and Laurie Marsh comes into midfield alongside Cody Cott-Stevens, um, and really it seems fair, Ryan Smith sitting this one out, he's played a lot in pre-season, Maybe it is just a case of giving him a rest. Yeah, I mean, it, it could well be just a simple case as that or just sort of another little sort of trial to see what's going on. I think the front four have uh, remained the same for, for quite a time now, so I think that's uh, that's pretty much set in stone. Um, but there's there's plenty of meat on the bench for Hitchin as well, you know, with Kai Till, the likes of Dan Akabreen coming back, um, Lewis Barker, as you know, Malarkey Black shown us a little bit, Steve Cawley, welcome back to him. He can certainly play a part in this game. Uh, and, and Delson Ackham as well, as we know. Um, is a very pacey and very capable um, wing-back. Steve Corley, obviously someone who's been struggling with fitness, struggling with injury, and mm -hmm. Mark Burke, it seems like he's been very good here. He said, look, you've, we're giving you kind of till November to get in the right shape where you're yeah. happy to be playing, you know, for the season. You feel you can commit to the club with, you know, injuries are their own thing, but fitness, when it's something you can achieve, something you can work on, that's the deadline. And Mark Burks obviously knows there's a player in there somewhere, but just haven't had the chance to see him yet. Yeah, no, we, well, we all know that there's a player in there somewhere. And like I say, when you have been plagued by injuries like Steve has, um, it, it is going to take, as you get older, take it from me, Freddie. Yes. As you get older, it just takes a little bit longer to heal. You know, when you fall off the bike and you get up and you dust the stones out of your knee and the blood pours and you think, ah, that's all right, I'll get back on my bike. That don't happen when you get a bit older. You know, you kind of need a bit of recovery time. And uh, and the same thing, you know, with Steve Cawley, I think. He just needs an extra little bit of time to get that fitness. And time. The last thing he wants to do is to come cracking out the stalls, bang, he's injured again, because, you know, that, that could be the end, couldn't it? Uh, Laurie Marsh in the midfield uh, alongside Josh Caldicott-Stevens. Another game for Caldicott-Stevens, who was yep. our man of the match on Saturday. And it's a good opportunity for Marsh, really, to play. This is his position on the left side of midfield and mm. maybe see if he can really impress today. Then there's competition for Ryan Smith and... Then I suppose Lewis Barker goes even further down the pecking order. Yeah, I mean, well, that, that is it. But also, don't forget that uh, Laurie Marsh also puts in an excellent shift as a centre-half as well. So, um, it, you know, just having that sort of facility on the pitch already is very good because he can drop in um, should one of the centre-halves maybe... Um, you know, maybe Furlong or, or, or Webby wants to sort of get forward a little bit and stuff. He knows he's got the cover there, mm. uh, sensible cover from Laurie Marsh. And we've seen a lot as well, you know, the, the deepest line midfielder dropping back into defence when yeah. the right backs are spreading for Hitchin. So if you see, yeah. you know, the wing backs really moving out wide onto the pitch, so it's going to be actually useful for one of these midfielders to drop in. Then you almost match them with yeah. wing backs as well. Yeah. So that may well be the order of play. That's what um, I think is probably going on there. That's mm. what it seems like to me. So we can drop to that back three. 
um, with with Webb, Marshy, and um, and Furlong, mm-hmm. uh, and send the other two on the outside, but which is um, Max Ryan and um, yeah. <coughs> excuse me, Alex and, Brown. and Alex Brown, who we know can both get forward and 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 play an attacking sort of role for the team. Kane Smith returning to his old club. We've seen a lot of that in pre-season. The first time he's gone up against his old side. What will he be thinking tonight? Um, I, w- I would guess he's buzzing, actually, yeah. I would have thought. You know, he's, he's, he's back on turf that he knows very well. And uh, he's, he's there with a team that are in excellent form at the moment. And um, I, w- I would have probably said they've got to be uh, contenders for, for promotion in that league this season. Yeah, I think it depends on them. I think there were worries, you know, over the last couple of weeks. Do they, you know, quite have the squad? They just saw Thomas to Huddersfield last season, a real sign of his yep. quality, shooting up to, to championship level. Losing Shamanga will be a blow. They've brought in Scott Bowden. You know, finishing 14th in the National League last year was not, you know, not the finish they'd have wanted. There no. was inconsistency at times, and it was almost, we know they can do better than that as well. You know, in that same year, reaching the third round of the FA Cup for the first time in the club's history, but just didn't quite match that up with the league form. We've actually seen similar stories of hitching at times, but yeah. the National League is such a difficult division, you know, to string those results together. Well, I think it is. I think once you get in the National League and then anywhere sort of up to the Championship, you know, National and, and Two and, and mm. Division One, it is very much a sort of uh, such intense competition going on there. Um, and even then when you get to the Championship level, it, it just it just goes up another level, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, so, they, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a big fight um, for them, I think. And uh, we, we certainly wish them all the best uh, along with Kane Smith and the rest of the lads. Well, uh, Kamongo Shimanga signed for Chesterfield yesterday. The other way went Scott Bowden, so he signed just today uh, from Chesterfield. Now, it's interesting because um, when, once uh, Shimanga left, the chairman, Danny Hunter, did an interview and said we're already pursuing you know, this player didn't give him the name, obviously, but saying we want this player anyway, so not as a replacement for Shamanga. And it's always good for, for Borenwood to point that out. You know, this isn't this like-for-like replacement. We wanted him anyway, we wanted them yeah. to play up front together. So I suppose it takes a bit of pressure off Bowden. Yeah, yeah, it's going to, isn't it? Because, um, uh, you know, he's Shamanga's some big boots to come in and mm. fill, you know what I mean? Um, but he's come from a good side, you know, Chester aren't, aren't no jokers. And um, we'll see what he's got in the tank today. But um, if they're going to want to go and play with a 4-4-2, um, which it don't look like it um, from, from the way that their team's set up, no. um, then they're going to need to pull in somebody else that can play or they might have someone in the youth ranks that they're thinking about. But uh, you certainly don't want to go uh, into a season with one striker the, unless you're yeah, Man City, They're definitely light up front. Um, yeah. And that, I think they, they will still be looking to strengthen, um, to be honest. So, uh, with what time is left. So to give you an idea of, you know, Shimanga, the, 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 the volume of that departure, Golden Boot winner last season, named in the National League Team of the Season, and there was really a lot of speculation, Chesterfield, a club with, you know, with that, with some financial, you know, independence, they are in a good position to sign these players, and in the National League Team of the Season, um, Golden Boot winner, you know, as well. It's yeah, it's, a, it's a massive loss, and when your striker lose, you know, leaves you, it can hit you more than you know, than any other position. Yeah, no, of course, because well, he's the one that sort of got a, got the job of putting the ball in the back of the net initially, hasn't he? Well, the uh, I can see Boreham Wood are just coming out now in their very Man City-esque uh, kit, apart from the goalkeeper who's dressed in a very serious yes. shade of pink. <laughs> um, nice <laughs> kit, the blue. Light blue, sponsored yeah. by the Wood Army as well. How good is right. that? Sponsored by the fans. Yeah, no, it's, br- it's brilliant. It, when you can do that kind of thing, it's just quality in it because it, it just shows you a bit of respect to your supporters who's, who, who come day in, day out, week in, week out to come and support the club. And it's nice to the club giving something back. 
It is a lovely touch. There goes Kane Smith. He's in that number 19 shirt doing the warm-up just down in front of us here. Such an influential player in his time at Hitch. And it was always known he'd be going on to better things with Smith. He had trials at Crystal Palace as well as Shrewsbury in Coventry City. He was picked for the England C team four times and Brilliant. made 120 appearances for Hitch and scored 11 goals, provided 30 assists from yeah. defence. That's a lot, yeah, really a lot. staggering numbers, <laughs> helped to yeah. keep 38 clean sheets as well. So yeah. in all areas of the pitch, just a, a fantastic player, he's always destined for better things. Yeah, I mean, well, we had a, a nice chat with him on the podcast yes. and um, he's full of beans, isn't he? And uh, we <coughs> just, you know, all them, them assists, I mean, <laughs> Jesus, when you lose that amount of, of assists, you wonder where they're sort of going to yes. be coming from as well for Hitchin. Mm. But, um, but for Boreham Wood now, they've, they've got themselves a right little diamond there. Yeah. And it's, um, those two podcasts, so we did part one and part two back in January when obviously England was in the UK, sorry, was in lockdown. We mm. all scratching around for a bit to do to keep people entertained. So we yeah. interviewed a few people and Kane Smith uh, was top of the list and we got him on. So part one was talking about his current times at Boreham Wood, how he's getting on there. And part two, it gets a bit silly. We find some of, of his does. old memories and his time at Hitchin. Brett Donnelly's name comes up one too many times. So it is a, it is a real life, that last 20 minute section. So... If you love to do a bit of scrolling, otherwise just search the January interviews, Kane Smith, wherever you get your podcasts and you can listen to it. It is an entertaining listen. And I don't normally listen back to podcasts and stuff, but that was definitely one I listened to. And remember at the time as well, um, Ollie Bayliss on Free Counties Radio even played yeah. it. So he obviously liked it too. Yeah, no, he did. Yeah, and he's been he's been blinding for us, Ollie Bayless, giving us little plugs and everything now and again. So I'll give him a plug. Well done, Ollie. Cheers. Yeah, and congratulations too, getting married this week. So Absolutely. Finally having. I like how he's fitted it in just before the start of the new season as well. He's a clever guy. He is a clever guy, but that might have been the work of the wife as well. You never yeah. know. She might have thought, well, yeah, I'll get him. I'll get him married, and then he can only chance go to get him away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Hitchin uh, have been a bit slower in getting onto the pitch. They are out there now. I'll take you through the teams one more time for Hitchin. Number one, Charlie Horlock, a back four uh, of Alex Brown, Dan Webb, Darian Furlong and Max Ryan. Midfield two are Josh Cordicott-Stevens and Laurie Marsh. Uh, and in behind, Callum Stead, uh, Luke Brown, Rio de Silva and Alex Marsh. Warren Wood, number one, Nathan Ashmore, three, Femi uh, Illisanmi, six, David Stevens, 12, Jamal Fifield, two, uh, Jack Munns, 19, Kane Smith, seven, Josh Reese, eight, Gus Mafuta, 11, Frankie Raymond, 10, Tyrone Marsh. And 14, Scott Bowden. Martian Bowden, we'll have to be careful not to call him Foden, by Foden, the way. Yeah. Um, will be leading the line. Um, and it'll, I imagine it will be wing-backs anyway. Hitchin, I've got a lot of people here tonight. They've been doing their official kind of photo days. So Peter's been very busy. They're all stood up on the chairs with a row uh, in front as well. Everyone doing individual photos as well. So it's a big old squad. Even people like Josh Mollison who've been out on loan. If you're down here having their picture yeah. taken. So... A lot of people here. Well, even we had our picture taken, yes. which is uh, incredible. He's running around taking pictures of everybody. Um, yeah, no, it's lovely, and it? it's lovely. Good day for it as well. Nice bit of blue in the sky, and uh, yeah, it will look good. I think uh, sort of got to get ready for the website, and that everybody looked to be in fine fettle. They did. They certainly did. Everyone here as well, uh, apart from Jack Green, who I'm sure is great fun when it comes to taking a picture. Uh, anyway, Dan Webb and the Wood captain Nathan Ashmore, captain on the day, uh, they exchange fist bumps. See Ashmore's gloved fist. Uh, the goalkeeper, a strong goalkeeper, really. Yeah, good. Nathan Ashmore, good quality keeper. 
Well, we've been lucky over the last couple of years, obviously, with lockdown, but with the National League, the odd game being shown on BT Sport and with Boreham Woods Cup run as well, being able to catch a lot of their games on TV, uh, on, on BT Sport, when you've been able to watch that. Obviously, with their uh, Cup games, some of them were shown too, so we've been able to tune into how Kane Smith's been getting on, and that's been really nice, I think, for us watching from home and keeping an eye on their progress too. Yep, looks like Boreham would won the toss and uh, they'll be kicking off and Hitchin once again will be uh, shooting from my left to the right mm -hmm. and um, yeah, we're just waiting for the referee to check things. The crowd's gone almost silent as we're <laughs> getting underway and so now... Uh, Boreham would do kick us off then at top field. One final pre-season friendly for the Canaries. I think they would have got one more. It's yet to be announced, but I think they're planning to have one on Saturday. Then they get their National League season uh, up underway on the 21st of August. Away at Weymouth, so a nice trip down to the seaside uh, to start their new season off. High expectations, I'm sure, uh, from Luke Garrard. So Charlie Horlock is a goalkeeper hitch in a first touch of him. And again... Really takes a lull in proceedings now as Horlock takes his time over this one. He gets a goal kick, so he's got... The whole day, actually, to be fair, Freddie, has been very relaxed, hasn't it, and chilled out. So, uh, you know, don't know what's going on there. As uh, Marsh goes up for a header, he wins it. Uh, it's gone into no man's land a bit, and, uh, and Boreham Wood can claim that one. Yes, yeah, a cool. good header there on the left-hand side now uh, by Femi Ilassami. We'll try and have a look at how they are lining up it might uh, I think it is still a back three Looks uh, but like the wing back's really me. getting forward now a touch for Kane Smith out on the right hand side crossing in that's how he provided so many of those goals for the Canaries from these positions drilling the balls across or floating these crosses in and, he, and this pinpoint ability for such a useful defensive asset as well he was uh, named yeah. in the National League Young Team of the Season in his debut year at Boreham he doesn't look back since he's trying to take on Alex Brown now it's a big night for little grin at left back, you feel? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. He's got to, uh, he's got to get in there early and let uh, and let Smith know that he means business. He did well there. He got he got managed to get the ball clear. Ashmore long now flicked on up there uh, by Tyrone Marsh and Laurie Marsh now comes across in the midfield. Three Marshes on the pitch today. Then here's Gus Mafuta up from the back uh, along the floor. Now it's back with. Uh, Femi Lasami, Boreham Wood with the possession. Two minutes gone, nil-nil on HGFC Radio. They clip the ball out wide. It's a good header in, but he couldn't quite keep it in play. Uh, Jack Munns, he is having the, the smallest player on the pitch at the moment, Munns. He is the shortest player on the team, just five foot five. So any pass like that is going to be a bit of a struggle to keep in play. Yeah. So a throw in uh, for the Canaries. Darian Furlong running out to take it. Max Ryan's further on down the line. So they look, we've got two players there really looking to get this flick on onto Callum Stead. He's right on the line uh, of defence with uh, the Borenwood defender. There he goes. David it is Stevens. aimed for him. Yeah, looking for him. Stevens comes across well, cuts it out, plays the ball forward. And here's Tyrone Marsh out wide to that man again. Jo uh, Reese. Cross now, good tracking back there by De Silva. We talked about this on Monday's That's podcast, right. how crucial the wingers are going to be getting back and helping out. And De Silva's really proven his defensive capabilities over the course of pre-season. Yeah, no, it's right. We're going to need that kind of um, that kind of commitment. You know, the ball with Borenwood deep in their own half. It's played out through into the uh, into the number eight of uh, Mufata. King and back now back into this defence and. It does look like a back four really on the surface, but they are going to use these wing backs 
high forward. They've got the midfielders who are more than happy to slot into defence too to help them out. It can be a fluent attack as Ken Smith can't quite keep the ball in. Do stick around after the game. I know it's early stages now, but we have been promised an interview with both Kane Smith and Mike Burke after, so I'm sure there'll be a good bit of banter in that one. There should be a little bit of banter or two or three. <laughs> try and find out about the fake tan incident in Birmingham too which he kept quiet on the podcast it's the second time of asking now as Luke Brown tries to move on forward for Alex Marsh Shaka goes in him he's actually won the free kick for Hitchin Fair play, uh, in a decent position Frankie Raymond uh, brings him down the 28 year old so a free kick for the Canaries just on the halfway line they need to retrieve the ball first, which Max Ryan will do. Very casual, I notice. You know, hitching a very sort of mm. very bit slow laid and laid yeah. back to be doing stuff. Yeah, I mean, I uh, hope that doesn't come and haunt them. Mm. All a relaxed atmosphere in the build-up with a photo session. Plenty of good vibes going around. Now Luke Brown trying to play one through to Callum Stead. That was right up and lands on top of us, bounces back onto the pitch. Luke Brown heads it, heads it down to Max Ryan. <laughs> That's too. fair play to take the throw in then. Borenwood here at Hitchin is really north v south Hertfordshire here at top field. Absolutely. Borenwood towards London that way and obviously Hitchin at the top of the county as Ryan tries to drill a ball. It's a really good block by Ilisani putting his body in the firing line. The left wing back starting out QPR never really broke into the first team so went on to play non-league a lot of these players have similar stories starting out these top clubs in the Football League Premier League and then playing their trade in non-league for the rest of their career if not going up into League 2 at the highest now Laurie Marsh then very two-footed player is Laurie it's a lovely ball across now by Max Ryan into Luke Brown trying to turn goes back into Cody Cut Stevens to turn back on himself into the defence with Dan Webb who shifts the ball along into Alex Brown down the line now, Callum Stead, touch isn't great, he's holding the ball up against David Stevens there, which was going to be a tough task for him and uh, Nathan Ashmore, all in pink, uh, can clear, chested down there on the right by Scott Bowden to his first few touches of the ball in Borenwood colours, signed by from Chesterfield as uh, Shimanga went the other way, so both clubs lose a striker, gain a striker pretty good deal there really a swap deal that wasn't a swap deal but they've both come out with someone on the other side anyway but Chesterfield I'm sure it'll benefit them a little more but they're obviously confident enough they could lose Bowden and have enough left in the tank a good side Chesterfield as Max Ryan clears one out for the throw in yeah very very slow start from Hitchin actually I'm not sure I like this <laughs> lumpy sort of casual yeah don't matter kind of start here because uh, Borenwood haven't quite turned the volume up yet you know you feel that they're just sort of uh, ticking over as well Hitchens started so well against Arsenal under 18s obviously forced that yeah. own goal in just the second minute and we, we did say it felt like a bit of an anomaly you know because the, the weakness for the Canaries has been throughout pre-season starting the games yeah. sloppily and it wasn't the case on, on Saturday morning and has been a bit of the case today but they haven't really done much wrong I don't think no. in this one so just haven't look, quite looked themselves. Here's Luke Brown back into the midfield with Dan Webb. Spreads the ball out wide into Alex Brown. Having a good time of it, but the pass is, isn't quite controlled by Laurie Marsh. And it can uh, run through uh, for a Borenwood throw-in. Well, this is definitely, actually, surely Hitchens' <laughs> final pre-season friendly because they can't really squeeze another one in before going away to Redditch United on Saturday, kicking off the new Summer League season. Never 
an easy fixture going away first up. You always look in the calendar for that first home fixture. That'll be uh, on Saturday the 21st against Nuneaton Borough. Marak and his son Isaac will be in commentary, possibly a couple of guests too, uh, if not a player as well. I don't know if Jack Green's still out, but he could be a laugh. Are you prepared to have him? Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> Green, he can come on and sit in the electric chair. He's yes. most welcome. That would be good fun, so we'll find out, but keep an eye out for that. I'm on holiday uh, for a couple of weeks on Monday, but we will squeeze in one more podcast as well to keep you occupied. As the ball's up in the air from Nathan Ashmore. Good pressing, actually, from Callum Stead to press the goalkeeper there and forcing him to play the ball out early, which Max Ryan went up and, and failed to sort of get a contact on, but a uh, good challenge from Max Ryan, to be fair. Charlie Hall looking now clear, looking for Stead, but there's a good header away back there by Fifield. Fan favourite, really, in defence. Very, very good uh, centre-back. Experienced man, especially playing in the middle of a back three as well. It's a tough task. Yeah, it is, yeah. He's moved it out wide now uh, into Femi Alassanmi and playing on the left-hand side uh, of defence. He can play left-back and can play on the left side of centre-back. And I think it's Jack Munns who's really playing out on the wing. Yeah, yeah, the number two over there on the far side. It's interesting to see how they are shaping up and hitching midfielder Josh Caldicott Stevens. He started his career at Boreham Woods, so in their youth setup through the under 19s, never made a senior appearance, so he never really broke into the first team. Instead, went on loan to Kings Langley, signed there permanently, uh, and then moved on to Hitchens. So, there, Caldicott Stevens, this game's got a big extra for him. Yeah, absolutely. That's him and Kane Smith got something to yes. say, isn't it? So, that's always interesting. Start to Cody Got Stevens' career, but a, a real connection between Borenwood and Kings Langley, which we'll explore further on into this commentary as well. Uh, but first time Cody Got Stevens an opportunity to go up against uh, the Wood, his old side, his old manager Luke Garrard, who, when he was appointed as Borenwood manager in 2016, was the youngest manager in the top five division. So wow. he's always favoured a tough task at his young age, still a young manager now. So He's done a really good job there. We see more and more of that, especially around Europe. If you look at some of the managers in Germany at the moment, you know, some mm. of, you know they'll be younger than half the squad. It, it is crazy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and there was uh, a, even um, one manager who was uh, younger than the country, weren't there, in the Euros? Player, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah older than the country, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Moved up wide now uh, into uh, Femi Ilasanmi, linking up with Reese. Back into the middle now, Frankie Raymond. Raymond dinks a left-footed ball, ball in. It was in. nice looking for Tyrone Marsh. His header uh, was wide, put under enough pressure uh, by Alex Brown. So it's Hitchin, Neil Borenwood, Neil on HCFC Radio. Ten minutes have been played. Uh, Freddie Cardi on commentary alongside Mara Kalionic. If you want to get in touch, then do send us a message on the website, both on Twitter, Instagram, whatever you want to... Uh, send us a message on too, so we would like to hear from you. If anyone wants a shout out for anyone they knows listening, you want a shout out for yourself. Nothing wrong with that too. So Absolutely. do get in touch. Always, always good to hear your messages. And if there's serious technical difficulties, do not hesitate to tell us as well, because we we are completely unaware if something is happening. So always useful. Boren we're coming forward now. Josh Reese over the top, uh, looking for. Uh, the run of the number 14, Scott Bowden, plays it across. Nice ball uh, to Raymond, put under pressure by the midfield too. They've done well there, and Bournemouth can come back into the midfield uh, now. And Jemifield steps over the halfway line, moves it uh, into the centre. Firefield again to his left foot, but under pressure by Luke Brown. Good from here, and there is a foul, I think, there on Firefield. Brown isn't happy with it. And Firefield will uh, get back up to his feet. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, Brownie's just sort of... Uh, it's good pressure. Yeah, it's good pressure. It was good pressure from him. And uh, like he's, he's learned how to kick back now and still keep smiling. Mm. Yeah, it's an interesting part of his game now. And I think he has, hasn't been able to score since returning to Hitchin, but he's added different parts of his game to make up for that. And he's a player that won't be phased at all uh, by not registering on the score sheet. He's instead enjoying his brother notching a couple. They still, they're still absolutely convinced that the second goal on Saturday should have gone to Alex. So, well, who are we to argue with them? <laughs> they, they were on the pitch, and we were, we were like 150 yards away. So, who knows? The official match reports said own goal too, though. So, yeah. who's going to go into pipe man? Absolutely. Horlock goal kick. Then, quiet start as both sides seem to be measuring each other up a bit. Hitchin have got Mark Burke over there, Adam Parker too, and uh, Josh Bickerstaff, Michael Jones, those two always in conversation. Um, whereas the Wood have got Luke Garrard, then to his right, Lloyd Doyley, who was named as assistant manager in June. He was spent 14 years at Watford, did Doyley. Jamaican international too, and then spells in non-league, so a relatively big name with plenty of experience, played Premier League level. Now helping out at Boreham Wood and have that non-league calibre too as Ashmore clears away long. Dan Webb can let it go over his head and Charlie Horlock can uh, claim. He throws it out to Max Ryan in his number two shirt, starting right back again. Dan Ackerwin looks like he's returning to fitness. Always hitching, win it back with Callum Stead. Turns into the midfield. He's got Alex Brown out on the left. He slides the ball along the deck to him. Brown now through the middle, looking for Cody Cott-Stevens. Gets a short touch in it. Now he's kicking up forward. If Callum Stead That's slips it through, looking for Alex Marsh, too much on it. Not the bars he would have wanted. Yeah, no, it was just just ran in front of him as well. A little bit of uh, possibility that Marshy could have been offside, but the Lino didn't panic and stick his flag up straight away. So almost a half chance for Hitchin and Ashmore out of his box, right-footed, a long uh, pinged ball down the pick pitch, if you like. Yeah. Kane Smith heads one down. He's been kept quiet well by the Canaries in the early stages. Alex Brown now into Cody Cut-Stevens. Pass doesn't quite reach to Silva. It's a bit hot and cold this game so far. It does feel like these two sides, neither wants to commit really. Yeah, I used to have an old uh, Austin Allegro that hated starting in the mornings. <laughs> it's a bit like that actually. Yeah. It's just started chugging and puffing and coughing and mm. uh, hopefully in a couple of minutes it'll be away. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes it can just take one moment to spark a game into life, but I like that little car analogy anyway. Yeah. As Webb heads away back into the midfield. A few EFL Cup games that will keep you up to date with tonight. It's the Super Cup as well uh, between Chelsea and Villarreal. Champions League winner against the Europa League winner as Bowden gets his header in. It was a nice ball swung in uh, out on the left by Jack Munns. Really good ball angled in towards the head of the new signing looking to score. On debut, Bowden, yeah. and he got the connection he liked, which didn't quite have the power, and Charlie Horlock could make the save. You see, the one time Munns gets a little bit of room there and, and manages to get a, a, a little foot back away from uh, Max Ryan, and he puts in a gorgeous cross. Ball headed away now by Femi Ilasanmi, but Hitchin almost win it back as the touch isn't quite perfect by Jamal Fifield. Ilasanmi again, put under pressure by Callum Stead. Now well Max done, Ryan, Max good Ryan. pressure from him. Winning it back, Alex Brown stead in the middle right, looks at the cross. big cross, it's Luke Brown, oh. oh and it's bounced over the crossbar, it's a good ball by Ryan, he had other options, he 
went for the swinging cross into Luke Brown looking for his first goal on Hitch in return and he headed it down into the ground and uh, Ashmore was alert enough to let it just go over the crossbar but he was worried for a moment yeah now he did everything right good pressure from Hitchin superb from Max Ryan down this right hand side putting in an absolute belter of a cross and, uh, and to be fair to Brownie he did get a good enough head on it and uh, headed it down into the ground and it just sort of bounced up and left like you say by Ashmore to harmlessly go over the crossbar but good pressure from Hitchin yeah it was really well done by Ryan he smelt blood in the were defenders weren't quite controlling the ball, not moving it forward, and Ryan just came in, nicked the ball back as Webb see, heads that's, one. That's what I want to see from Max Ryan. You know that that kind of energy, that kind of going forward, not dilly dallying on the ball. Put that cross in. You've yeah. made your space. Now cross the ball, and, and you can see how effective he is. Now Alex Brown coming forward, looking to hit back, but Bournemouth can play it. And I think with Ryan, there is you know there's a bit of a temper, there's a bit of aggression. If you can use that positively, he can be such a useful player, especially yeah. in the position he plays. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Like I said, we know that he can tear down that wing and. Uh, if he is in the mood to sort of put one in straight away, you can see how dangerous it is. Ball across now, Luke Brown oh can win it back, taking on the centre-back. He's brought, almost brought him down, but Brown will shoot, and oh! Brown will score! There is his first goal, and Hitch in return. Luke Brown, he almost got it a couple minutes ago. He gets it now, 16 minutes played, and Luke Brown opens the scoring for the Canaries. He deserved that. It's a good start in the last few minutes by Hitchin, just starting to bubble to life. We said it was one moment that would take this game into life, and that's the moment right there, Luke Brown. Absolutely. No, an absolute belter from Luke Brown. I mean, he, he managed to turn on the defender. The defender's tried his best to, to drag him back by the shirt, but it's uh, it's failed. Luke Brown's got away from him, and, uh, and then it was just a matter of simply tucking it to the goalkeeper's right, and uh, left him sort of almost bamboozled there, looking at it and watching it roll into to the back of the net good goal from Hitchin yeah well he had the warning shot didn't he just a couple of minutes before of that header he was found in space and Jamal Fifield normally so good in that defensive area and he was just caught lacking on the ball would um, Brown could come in nick it off him all too yeah. easy for him in the end and a good finish and Alex Brown Luke Brown sorry gets on the score sheet and chasing his brother now yes they are well depending on who you believe they're either level or Alex has won ahead but there you go no, well it's got to be official and I'm afraid Alex <laughs> no cigar yeah. for that one mate so they're level the brothers anyway well 17 minutes into this one the last game of pre-season in 2020 Hitchin played National League Barnet and won 2-0 they're now playing National League Boreham Wood in the last game pre-season 2021 and they're leading by a goal to nil uh, so maybe the omens really are there bit of a cough up for Marak who did do a Covid test earlier and was, uh, was negative so no problems going there yeah, no, no problem there. Not, not at all. I think it was a bit of dust went down my throat as I breathed in. That was as simple as that. All that shouting when the brown goal went in. The level, <laughs> the levels on our little roadcaster mixer were going bananas going into the red zone when you with, yeah, with that goal. Ryan's happy with his effort yeah, so he far and he's got reason to be. It's a good start by Itch and they took a while to bubble into life and suddenly they flicked the switch and... <laughs> They, I think it was they really sensed they could, you know, they could get an opportunity with some of the mistakes Boreham Wood were making, playing out from the back, and you know the passes, the defenders weren't great on the ball. I think that might be a bit of a weakness tonight. And Hitchin sense danger. Laurie Marsh again from the back hill one into the box. He's oh, he's it. won a free kick. There weren't many appeals to be fair from Men in Yellow, uh, and he's won a free kick. Luke Brown spots it down. He's eyeing this one up. A he wants free the kick master from pre-season last year, and he wants two from two. Hitchin 1-0 uh, up against Boreham Wood and they've got a really good chance to make it two. Right on the edge of the penalty area. Couldn't be much closer to the line on the edge of the box. Maybe a slightly soft foul, but Hitchin won't be complaining if they can find this uh, 
into the back of the net. Darian Furlong's having a chat with Nathan Ashmore, actually getting in the way of him as he tries to put his wall together. It's quite clever from Furlong. Yeah, no, exactly right. Yeah, that line, that wall's going to need to come back as well. But here it is. There's a couple of boys over the top of it. Don't know who's going to take it. Well, we'll leave Marek to have a little bit of a drink here. It is struggling. We are, We have been. We will end up talking for about 105, 110, 120 minutes, depending on how long the interview goes on. So we do need some refreshments. We've brought a couple of chocolate bars. We had a Sprite earlier on. Yeah, that's so, it. Just cleared the airwaves. That's all it there was we needed. Go. In time for the free kick as well. And it is uh, Luke Brown who's uh, looking... Luke and Alex over it by the looks of things. Marsh standing <laughs> behind them. Alex Marsh. Alex He's Marsh walks away now. Which brother is it going to be? It's I'm Luke. saying Luke. Luke steps up, right-footed, low deflected, oh. uh, and out for a corner for Hitchin. Not the result they would have liked. No, we've seen, we've seen Luke Brown hitting better than that. But, um, again, it's good pressure, you know. Mm. So here we go. It is going to be a corner to Hitchin. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're a yeah. bit quiet for a moment. Laurie that Marsh changed, doesn't it? Now to Callum Stead. Back in from Laurie Marsh. They don't quite clear. Furlong oh. all spins around. Shout for a penalty. No it chance. It was intruded a little bit getting the shot away. It would have <laughs> yeah, been soft. No. And now Max Ryan switches the ball forward. Oh, it's That's a great, great pass ball. into Marsh out on the left. But he's offside, is he? I didn't think so, no. to be fair. But um, we're not in the position the Lino is. So we just have to take his word on that one. But it didn't look like offside to me. 20 minutes played, step three beaten, step one then here at top field. It's a good game so far for the Canaries, looking for consecutive wins to end their pre-season. So our, our plan and our ploy to lull them into a full sense of security worked by mm -hmm. coming out and playing very... Uh, very lethargically yeah. if I dare say that word but uh, they've certainly not playing lethargically now they've turned up the pace and, uh, and got themselves a goal uh, can they hang on? Mm. Well if it should do it might be Mark Boak dragging Kane Smith over for an interview at the end that'd be an interesting might one might not be too up for talking and now Kane Smith trying to get him behind now Rio de Silva That's a great keeping touch. him quiet Marsh flicks it onto Bowden that's good play they move it again oh. to the right on oh, the left sorry and the shot comes in it's uh, to the right of, the, of Charlie Horlock and out for a goal kick. He should have done better there, Jack Munzee. Yeah, but really. It was a nice move. Yeah, lovely move. Like I say, Munzee just sort of took took one touch and then hit it, and it's gone. Yeah, it's gone a foot and a half past the post. Uh, he should really have done better there. He had plenty of space and plenty of time. So it's two own goals that helped Hitch into a 2-0 win over Arsenal under 18s on Saturday morning. A very impressive performance of the Canaries, and they've seemed to be carrying the momentum on from that game in some way today. Mark Burt making a couple of changes, uh, but no real drastic changes really for the Canaries. He roughly knows his best team, and even if he doesn't, that's only because there are so many good players who can get in and break into that team. Yeah, no, there are, as we as we know. You know, that's what I was saying. I was looking down at the bench, and it's a meaty bench. You know, they're first-team players down there that we've seen come out and start in players. And that'll get trimmed to, what, five maybe as the season yep. starts? I mean, that's going to be tough enough do you take a substitute goalkeeper probably not you know oh, yeah, we know Alex Marsh has gone in goal before and that's something you, you do push to the back of your mind but if you're not a player in every position you don't bring a, a sub goalie that's just a whole other dilemma really yeah, this is this is the side of Max Ryan's game I don't like he's going to get himself told off by the referee just for flinging the ball away it's mm. come on Max you're playing a great game yeah. mate. don't ruin it yeah this ref's been picking up on everything as well yeah. uh, so yeah you, you sometimes have to have to work out anyway so uh, Chelsea against Villarreal in what I dubbed to be the basically the European Community Shield. It's Champions League winner against Europa League winner, but that's playing 
Uh, in Belfast, kickoff is in five minutes' time. Chelsea v Villarreal. Now Boreham were getting away. Good defending in there. Well, Laurie Marsh just holds up Jamal Fifield. It was arguably at fault for that first goal, giving the ball away. Uh, but he almost hits back, and he's won a corner uh, for the wood to be taken uh, by Frankie Raymond. I mean, 150 appearances for his local side. Bromley will be highly missed by those fans signing for uh, Boreham Wood this summer. He's going to take the corner left-footed, then swinging in towards Charlie Horlock's goal. Raymond, it's a nice oh ball dear. in. Oh, it almost falls to someone at the back post. I'm not quite sure just evaded how it's evaded everybody. everyone. Yeah. Yeah. It just seemed to sort of just sail past everybody, kind of had a twitch at it, but it didn't really make any contact at all. And uh, fair play, Charlie Horlock's taking absolutely no hurry at all to get this ball. Yeah. He's very casually strolled over there uh, on a Sunday afternoon stroll. But... Uh, he will pace his way back now and play the ball out very quickly into Dan Webb, who's uh, played it out to Little Grin. Tried to do a little sneaky one-touch yeah, one. Yeah, going up against Kane Smith over them. there. And Smith wins it. He moves it out to Gus Mafuta. Taking Cody Cott Stevens, the two number eights. Cody Cott Stevens just plays safe. It's out for another corner for uh, Frankie Raymond. Well, the Wood lost Captain Tom. Uh, they lost Tom Champion. He departed Meadow Park in the summer, along with Danny Woodwards and yeah. Kieran Mert. And they're now losing Shamanga as well, losing Sorba Thomas in January. They've had to make a few changes in personnel, personnel ahead of the upcoming season. Corner now for Raymond then. Another good ball in, headed away by Dan Webb. Luke Brown comes across to the edge of the box, being put under pressure though, and now Alex Marsh back into Ryan, who clears first time. Callum Stead can try and run in behind now. Oh, oh it's well. good defending, risky by Ilisanmi. He's done really well, spins around from Stead, then launches the ball forward and up to Bowden, who was onside, but the ball trickles away for a goal kick eventually. Stead almost looked to be in behind. Yeah, no, he was, and uh, we know what he can do when he gets uh, a little bit of pace on the front of you. He's a very hard man to catch. Mm. Very nearly getting behind Boren Wood with something of a high line in this one as well. You think that Hitchin would definitely, uh, we definitely need another goal actually if we're going to uh, think about this one being a victory. Mm. Be interesting to see how Boren Wood are seeing this game as well. The objectives from this is it trying out a couple of new players. I think it's definitely useful for them with the signing of, of, of Bowden. You want to give him a game before this new league season starts. You look at people like. Varane at Manchester United, Lukaku if he signs for Chelsea, he's going to be propelled straight into the new league. And Varane so. who's played in Spain all his life. You know, you know, you know that's the third the time they've signed him, don't you? <laughs> yeah, it must be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just not. We're seeing more and more of that these days, aren't we? I mean, if you look at Pogba going to United, the second time of asking, and Sancho even, you know, being rejected by Manchester City, going out to Dortmund, now coming back and signed by Man United. Yeah. A lot of it going on, and it's all when they go and play their trade in, in other leagues, you know. These yeah. European leagues are having success. Smith now back into the uh, to the midfield of Stevens, ball over the top, and Charlie Horlock jumps up, sticks a knee in the air, the good old-fashioned way. That's right. Claiming it. Make sure Bowden don't get anywhere near it, and then he propels the ball along, looking for Alex Marsh, who's going to run this one alongside the uh, the number three. Yeah, uh, Sammy well uh, in the end, and he moves it forward into Jack Munns. He's well tackled done. well by Callum Stead. Now uh, Laurie Marsh passes him great into Luke Brown, but Brown still manages to get there. Fire a deflection now. Marsh trying to spring in That's his rubber. He's won a corner for Hitchin. Yeah, you can see that Munns is absolutely furious with that. He didn't get a foot on it really. It just sort of skimmed off the top of his foot and out for a corner. He wanted to do better. Uh, but Fortune is, is favouring Hitchin at the moment. And it looks like it's uh, Alex Marsh over there to take this corner. So it's going to be... Uh, it's going to be an outswinger. 
Callum Sterling offering the near post option as well. Alex uh, Laurie Marsh lurking towards the back post to Silva. Brown, Furlong, all in and there. Webby. Two, as is Luke Brown. So here's Alex Marsh saying, corner, can Hitchin make it two? It's a deep ball. Oh, Furlong's gone down. The header comes in uh, eventually from, uh, br from Marsh. It's cleared away now and Alex Brown can come across. Dink the ball forward, looking for Callistead. Headed away now at the back uh, by David Stevens. Alex Brown chips on over again, looking for Callistead. I think did flick that on, but yep, Nathan Ashmore either. can collect. <coughs> he started every game in pre-season as Ashmore, so Boron were very <laughs> happy with who they've got there. We've seen the same with Charlie Horlock, actually, for Hitchin. Two very good goalkeepers, not really being challenged by anyone else in the squad. We know the quality of Mollison. He's mostly been out on loan. and yeah. That's where it'll be this season, unless Horlock picks up an injury or suspension. He's a very useful sub-goalie to have, really. Yeah, Mollison, I feel sorry for him because he's yeah. a good goalkeeper himself, you know, and he can't get a game um, for hitching. Ball in now, which Max Ryan can clear away. We're looking to bounce back into this game. They've got everyone back up in Hitchens' half now. But uh, the defender, Jamal Fifield, who picks it up in the centre circle now. Plenty of time just dictating here. Luke Garrard with plenty to say to his side. I'm sure, he'll be the happiest man for what he's seen. Ooh, oh, it's Charlie Horlock tries to oh, get there. Yeah. Now Max Ryan does a couple of keepy ups in his own penalty area. <laughs> Charlie Horlock <laughs> eventually comes across, smashes away the loose ball. Hang on a minute. We've got a bit of a stoppage here because someone's gone uh, down. I can't see who it is at the moment. Furlong, I think it it's looks gone like down. Furlong. Yeah. There was a. Yeah, it's hard to describe what's going on there, but a real failure to clear Hitch's line. Charlie oh. Horlock came up to try and claim the ball and just couldn't do anything with it. Max Ryan couldn't clear either and Charlie Horlock just claimed on the second time of asking. Yeah, I don't know what like I say, I don't know what happened there. Charlie Horlock seemed to come for it and then a couple of uh, his own defenders, including Furlong, kind of seemed to get in the way really and he was he was forced to sort of sling an arm and, and punch it away and it didn't go very far and uh, and then Max Ryan kind of, like you say, did a couple of keep-me-ups and, uh, and the ball started heading towards their own goal and Charlie Horlock managed to scramble over there and, and get it clear but uh, Furlong has gone there. He's up on his feet again now so... Uh, Nothing, nothing too bad, I think. The physio is still with him and she's taken him to the side of the pitch and uh, play can commence. <coughs> Horlock then will take this, but Furlong just holding the side of his face, I think, running off. He looks all right now, just jogging off Coventry lead. Northampton Town 1-0 in the Carabao Cup. I think there's four ties going on tonight. Go on, you Sky Blues. Some big names going out last night. If you look at Luton losing to Stevenage in that local derby. Salford eventually losing to Derby. Ravel Morrison scored a screamer in that one on his return to English football. Horlock long now over the top. Alex Marsh running after is a bit of a gap. Oh almost dear, a period between Ilasanmi and Fifield, who's dispossessed of it now by Canamstead. A great jump in the air uh, by him. Oh, that's nicely worked out now. And here's De Silva, collects it on the left, tries to swing a ball in, looking for Laurie Marsh, headed away well by Ilasanmi. He's having a good game. That ball. Just bounces over Cody Cott Stevens, who oh, does well really done. well against his old side as well. Running back into the midfield. Cleared away now by Furlong. Borenwood just chested down with uh, the number two, uh, Jack Munns. Hitchin have it with Luke Brown. He's come all the way back into the midfield to play it along to his brother Alex at left back. Now Callum Stead. Just collecting and every pass they're moving. They're not standing still. They're moving into a different area on the pitch, looking to create a different opportunity. There's always an option. Yeah, no, it's been it's been great. And they're keeping it on the ground as well, really. Not too I mean the long balls are coming from more sort of at the back of the field, but once we play an out from the back and cutting through the midfield, the ball just tends to be on the ground and, and we're getting some progress out of it. Kane Smith now back into the midfield. 
Canamstead turns. There's a bit of skill. Just <laughs> looking for his pass. He's got a few options. He looks to be running through the midfield. Great now Luke Brown will do that. Oh, the pass just holds up in behind him. He keeps it now, though. Plays wide to Max Ryan. He wanted that ball a little earlier. He's going to shoot. Swung in towards Ashmore's goal. First it looked to right, but now Callum Stead says, come on, put a cross in. Yeah, no, I, I suppose you can say he's not against this quality goalkeeper. You can't ping one from that far away, you know. Yeah, it's not the Arsenal goalie from Saturday. No, bless him. Mm. He's probably woke up screaming a couple of times <laughs> thinking about that one. Leighton Orient nil, uh, QPR 1, London derby in the Carabao Cup, Chelsea v... Villarreal in Belfast and the Super Cup is underway too. We'll keep you up to date with all the scores as they go in. There now Callum Sterling into running behind his four. Sashmore off his line who clears a low clearance away. But out for a hitch and throw in. 15 to go until half time. Hitch and lead in HDFC Radio against Borenwood, the National League side, by a goal to nil. Max Ryan taking a few more, too many steps forward once again with his throw in. Marsh comes across with the option. Ryan wants people forward. Laurie Marsh didn't want that. He's just taking time, holding the he's ball taking up now. Time. Yeah, the ref's told him that's the second time he said to go. There you go. There's the third time. <laughs> Come on, Max. Here you go. He still ain't taking See, it. See, it's Here a musician go. thing. They always keep the crowd waiting, don't they, before they go on stage. He's doing yeah. the exact same thing. Yeah, the referee's going to tell him now. Listen. He's going to ban him from throwing duties in a minute. But the ref's having, just having a word like, come on, it's a pre-season friendly. You're not gaining anything by taking all this time. Especially with us on the radio. It doesn't help us either. Well, no, I suppose he's just practising. You've got, you'll have to listen to some of my rubbish stats. So no one wants that. Get on with it, Max. Yeah, come on, Max. It looks like this is going to be a long one. There's nobody at all coming <laughs> forward. The referee can't Here believe his eyes. We finally get on with it. We've lost a lot of time in this game thanks to some of these throw-ins. Yeah. Pitching could just try and win throw-ins all night. They can there waste a lot Straight of time. Straight into the goalie's arms there. That's uh, yeah. And now Boreham Wood will try and retaliate. You know, it will rile them up. It will wind them up. And we'll try and bounce back fight against it. Webb plays it out for a throw-in. Tried to find Alex Brown. Didn't link up. 33 minutes gone now. Yeah, good half, Richard, I would say. Yeah, throw in now for the wood. Kane Smith over there. wonder what he's thinking. <laughs> Cheeks starting to go a bit red, maybe. Well, we'll ask Returning him at full to time. His former home crowd at Topfield. <laughs> Smith now then in the sky blue of Borenwood's new away kit, sponsored by the Wood Army. A good few of them have come down to watch this tonight as well. It's a Difficult journey to make, really, because you've got to go into London on the train and then back out, as yeah. Conestead tries to get through. So Never easiest way is getting a bus, I think, or, <coughs> or driving down. Arsenal women are also playing at Meadow Park, and then they've got a few games of the Emirates coming up soon as well. I'm hopefully going to watch them in early September at the Emirates, but getting to Meadow Park from Hitchin is a bit of a nightmare on the train anyway. Right. Be nice to go and watch the wood a few more times, but I know they'll be on TV a few times this season. Always good, the Saturday afternoon kickoff. Now Ryan brought down, definite foul, uh, brought down by Gus Mafuta. Yeah, he's landed on the ball as well, and that's nasty when you sort of yeah. land on the ball and it hits you in the ribs. That can, yeah, that wherever can it hits, stain. it can just unnatural, and it yeah. does always cause a bit of pain. Mafuta, former Bristol City midfielder, so he's got another player of plenty of experience. There aren't really many youngsters in this Borenwood team, I, w I wouldn't say. Uh, not really, I mean, I know they've got a good academy where people have progressed through there, but it yeah. has been a bit of a rarity. That's a very, you know, the average age of this team has got to be 26, 27 maybe. Something like that. Well, that's when they say that p footballers peak. Yeah. 
So there, Max Very Ryan with the uh, free kick. He's found Alex Marsh down on this right-hand side, but he's all alone. He's got two men to deal with, but here comes uh, Max Ryan oh, now into, into the, the mix. Middle. Well Marsh. done. That was a good tackle, though, in there uh, by Josh Reese. He played across to uh, Frankie Raymond to clear, brought down by Furlong. Touches and great, yeah. but he does well enough to take it away from Scott Bowden. And Kane Smith will just head that one out. Claimed by Nathan Godfrey, the only bit of goalkeeping he's been able to do, just claiming that ball into his chest, throwing it out. It's itching sub-goalie throughout this pre-season. Hasn't really featured at all, unfortunately. No, it's a, that's just one of the pains of being a, a reserve goalkeeper. You know, you're, you're very un, unlikely to get a game, of course, unless there's somebody gets injured, and you don't want that either. Alex Brown throwing then for the Canaries, leading by one goal to nil, down by the Canary Kitchen. De Silva back to Alex Brown. Shifts back onto his right. Now De Silva again, running at Kane Smith. Into Alex Brown again. Smith, he was doubled up on a bit there. That's the, the danger of being a wing-back. Webb heads forward. And it's a good header away, commanding header, but Holy Got Stevens can head it back. That's what the game's ascended to at the moment. Well, we saw Luton brought a cameraman who stood on top of the blue container on the far yeah. left side. Now we've just got a few fans sitting up there. It's a good view. I don't uh, know how yeah. comfortable it is sitting there all night, but nice little vantage point. Yeah, no, I've, I've, I'd, I'd be up there as well yeah. with them if I uh, if I wasn't on the radio myself. That's, that's the way there to do I it. I think there is a ladder behind there as well for yeah. anyone who does want to go up and film. So maybe Ed will have to go up and get some shots another time. But yeah, no, fair play to that. That's where they decided to watch. Bit of a bird's eye view over proceedings. As Hitchin lead the National League Borehamwood by one goal to nil. He had the best ever FA Cup season last year. Reached the third round for the f uh, first time ever in the club's history. Eventually losing to Millwall. They beat Southend along the way. Kane Smith scored as they beat Canvey Island. Another game that you know that was shown on, on television as well. Yeah. So it's a really good campaign in many ways. Brought in some much needed funds. You've got to remember at a time when these sides were playing behind closed doors, some of the TV money, the cup revenue, the prize money was absolutely crucial. Here's Bowden then up against Darian Furlong. He's done a good job on him tonight and he plays out wide into Jack Munns. Oh, swings ball. the ball across looking for Tyrone Marsh at the back post. His header takes a deflection uh, and is out for a corner. So a chance of Borenwood to try and grab a goal, grab an equaliser, much needed one. Hitchin, I think, maybe just trying to get through to half-time, but we've seen glimpses of counter-attacking and some defensive frailty as well for, for Borenwood. Yeah, I've, I've, and to be fair, Hitchin have sort of dealt with pretty much everything Borenwood's thrown at them so far, and uh, if they if they can continue that until half-time, it'll be great to go in. But here's the cross coming in now. Oh, Charlie Hollow oh, came through. It's cleared off the line the by Darian Furlong, diving low, heading it away. Now Kane Smith's got a handful of Callum Stead's shirt. Stead running away with it now. Oh, Luke Stead. Brown's in the middle. He's got to play it through to him. Stead does oh. too much in it, and now the pass oh. is played back, and Hitchin gets us a corner just wide of the post in the end but Little tell bit you what panic. I'd be surprised Kane Smith I think the ref maybe needs to keep an eye on him because it's a deliberate shirt pulling Callum Stead but yeah. it should maybe should have done a little better there the pass just wasn't quite good enough into Luke Brown well I mean what what about the panic and the chaos going on in the Boreham Wood back you know I mean once once Callum Stead sort of found himself uh, 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 with his foot on the accelerator pedal you see Smithy had to grab hold of him and, and try and pull him down there was nobody else there to really help him out so uh, here we go corner to Itchin good pressure Marsh then in, and it oh, it's in. It's Rio da Silva. He's had a great pre-season, and he's been rewarded for his efforts with another goal. And it's been a really good performance by Hitchin here. Our fourth goal of the summer for Rio da Silva, the summer of da Silva. 
and an unconventional way as well with the flicks header from the corner. Lovely a corner. lead by two goals to nil against Boreham Wood. Now what a lovely corner swung in from Alex Marsh and, and it, all, all it needed was just the lightest of touches and De Silva done it perfectly. Um, hitting the top right-hand corner. No chance really for the goalkeeper again. He just uh, he had no choice but to just watch that one go in. Great. Cracking start from Hitchin. It's just what we need before half-time. Well, if they can start the season like they've ended pre-season, Hitchin may well have a very good campaign. So with just five minutes to go before half-time, Rio De Silva flicks in the corner in front of the new home stand as well. Right. Just what you want to see in front of the new terracing, the Fishponds Road terracing, and the fans there leapt into the air, just like De Silva did. He rose above the defenders, just guided you that header what? in past Nathan Ashmore. It's a really good finish. Max Ryan is getting right underneath Bowden's skin. I can see him. He's every and time Bowden's skin. Yeah, and the refs, yeah, but. <laughs> It's, I kind of like it about him, really. But Everyone need, every team needs someone like that. You know, if you were looking back on the Brett Donnellys, the Callum Donnellys, That's all right. of those it's guys, Lewis Rolfe, Ben Wolster's the same. You yeah. know, even if it's just little bits, you don't have to be full out smacking people, but these little bits get under the skin, it can impact a game. For the better or for the worse, sometimes. Well, as long as he don't get a card, you see, because yeah. that's when the trouble starts for Maxi Ryan. If he picks up a card, you know, it's like it's, we're in danger zone because uh, he can get a red any moment yeah. then from then on, you know. But while he's while he's cardless at the moment, he can he can get under people's skin, and it's lovely to watch. Ooh, Stead. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You tell him. He's just letting the lino know that the uh, the number six for um, for Boreham Wood uh, Stevens was was actually playing him on side before you twitch and put your flag up, mate. <laughs> I'm Mark Burke spoke before this one. He said, I'm looking forward to entertaining Boreham Wood on Wednesday and another fixture arranged at short notice. They wanted a fixture and it fitted in with the fact that I wanted one more friendly and it'll be a tough, uh, tough test ahead of the first league game. And well, it's been a tough test of Boreham Wood, really, so far, training by two goals to nil. Uh, with half-time fast approaching, the goal scorers, Luke Brown and Rio De Silva, the two players who play in those attacking midfield roles and out on the wings, and well, Brown almost going for a header early on then to Silva doing just so. I think that's the first goal hitching a score from a corner in pre-season if my memory serves me right. There haven't been many. Well, we've been we've been begging them, I'm telling you, because uh, our corners have got have improved and uh, it was only a matter of time really before somebody got on the end of one of them. And it was the Silva that time. <laughs> it's a perfectly timed header as well and I wonder if he's been working on those, but Brown and De Silva outstanding so far. Hitching going forward, probably in the same problems. And oh, Alex Marsh just working his socks off again. Now Callum Stead on the right. He's got. Um, he had Fifield's arms wrapped around him like they were on Strictly Come Dancing. He was doing giving a him a cuddle, wasn't he? Dive across the floor. <laughs> yeah, but we don't Marsh mind can that. have a free kick now down by the corner flag, and he can waste a few more seconds. Hitching will look to get into half time now. and consolidate on their efforts and they'll be very proud of them. Referee just pulling Munns back who was literally uh, standing in front of uh, Alex Marsh as you do you know you stand on the ball so they can't take a quick one but uh, no intention of that this is almost a corner so let's see if we can uh, make it worse for Boreham Wood. Marsh then oh it's low along the floor into Luke Brown controls volleys but straight at Nathan Ashmore it's a nice move those two really got the link up sorted and I like the idea from Brown but Ashmore's a goal kick is straight at Luke Brown. He's back on the halfway line. 
Boromir's starting to get flustered, I think, because it's a nice ball through. Alex Brown's on side, on the left, taking on, and looked like he almost nutmegged um, the number six, David Stevens. He couldn't quite get around to the other side. Now, a great header by Dan Webb, uh, and Kane Smith can let it go for a throw-in. Be hard pushed to tell which one's the National League opposition, which one's the Southern League Central opposition in this game. Tell you that for sure. Yeah, Hitchin have literally sort of been all over them, really. They, are, I mean, Boreham would have had what one chance? Yeah, very little. They had that header from Bowden. They had a couple of defensive mix-up in Hitchin's penalty area. Charlie Hall looked struggling to claim, but that was it. Been reduced to just a couple of half chances in this one. Bowden will be kicking himself. I think on your on your yeah. debut, you can get off off the mark with a That's you a know the sort of chance you're looking for a cross in on your head. 31-year-old, plenty of experience, the sort of chance you dream of on your debut. Yeah, really. But he should have made something more about and it. And he's going to try and run over the top now, yeah. just stretch the leg out. He's offside anyway. Yeah. And Charlie Horlock can claim. He can marshal his troops. And with just a minute, 30 seconds before half-time, Hitchin can be very proud of their efforts. Well, I'd consider that, a, 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 you know, for a, for a first-half game of football, job done. We might end up with a, a jubilant Mark Burke and a not-so-happy Kane Smith in our post-match interview, but we'll take you it. don't want to bet against Boreham. We're really bouncing back in the second half. Luke <laughs> Brown now taking on the defenders. Oh, oh there's ref. a foul in. There, oh, no, the referee hasn't given he it. Boreham can it. break <laughs> with Tyrone Marsh taking on Darian Furlong. He's to reduce the deficit. I can't quite believe the referee hasn't given that a foul. But what's he grabbing? Now Max Ryan running away with it now. and. Just keeps the ball on, looking for options down the right. Said he goes to Coldicott Stevens, who passes it straight to Femi Sammy on the opposition, who kicks it out. Luke Brown is down. Not Luke Brown, sorry. Marsh. Alex Marsh took a real kick in, yeah, in, it was in a the nasty back of one. his leg. I'm really surprised the referee didn't give that. And then you've got the likes of Tyrone Marsh falling over and grabbing at the football. Like, you know, there's been a great wrong done to him. You can't grab the football, mate. The referee wave play on. Mm. Starting to lose control of this one. Uh, the referee, Mr. Danaher. Yeah, you need to wheel it in as well because we know Itching, itching do have some handbags and they're not afraid to use them. <laughs> and we know that. But uh, what, what brand of handbags have we got today, Marek? <laughs> no, special? nothing special. That's a, that's a, that's a <laughs> so that was reserved for the Luton game, was it? It was reserved yeah. for the Luton game, what, yeah. We have Gucci and Prada and all that. You brought and them all, all up. Yeah. Brought them all up. <laughs> Obviously a favourite on when it's time for Hanny's birthday presents. Yeah, <laughs> splashing the cash. Been around the department stores a few times. So 45 minutes are up then at top field. Hitching two, Borenwood nil. Chelsea nil, Villarreal in the Super Cup. Do not adjust your sets. Do not adjust your sets. Hitching D two, Borenwood <laughs> nil. <laughs> it's actually the truth. Mm. Well, it happened against Barnet last game of preseason last Certainly year, and did. the same's happening now. It's history repeating itself. Hitching just have this canny record against National League sides. It's very strange, uh, but they, they seem to up their game. You know, the one defeat of pre-season was against the side a league below. Yeah. Um, sorry, well, they lost the Stevenage at Luton, but apart yeah. from that, you know, we can exclude those games. The one defeat was against Barton Rovers, so yeah. strange to see how things panned out. And only losing 1-0 to Stevenage, the way Borough have started their season. I watched them against Barrow. They look really lively, good going forward. And <laughs> Pat Hitchin reduced them, you know, to that one-goal score line. Sorry, I have to laugh as um, Max Ryan takes a chunk out of Munns and the referee just not interested at all. But here come Boreham Wood. Oh, they've pulled them back. I don't think so. No, something's happened. It's no goal. I'm not quite... Yeah. They got oh, Kane Smith offside, we hear. Oh, no. Well, half-time. Yeah. 
Uh, so well, half time and then the ball goes in the back of the net so yeah sorry about the confusion the referee and the two linos are standing there like they're in Star Wars um, well, and the players need, are walking yeah. off the pitch so right. I think it's 2-0 so for whatever reason the goal was disallowed and it's half time I think so the whistle blew for half time and then they Maybe. kicked it in the back of the net it so. was Kane Smith as well looking to grab the goal uh, but anyway that is half time then uh, what did you make of that first half everything going hitch its way it took him a little while to get warmed up absolutely stonking mate there you go if you want to if you if you want to comment for that absolutely brilliant i think hitchin have done well they've been on the front foot they've they've, they've attacked very well um and, and we've scored from a set piece um wonderful great cracking half mark burke's going to be absolutely delighted with that um and the boreham wood manager is probably gonna have to take his false teeth out and give him a right <laughs> screaming a lot to do for luke garrard at our time a big old team took for him as this pre-season comes to an end and boreham wood centre-back. I think that's the area they need to sort this out. Normally so good, so calm and composed at the back, not being the case today. So join us in 15 minutes or so to find out how the second half progresses. But until then, sit back and enjoy uh, our podcast with Kane Smith. This is part one. Um, we recorded this back in January. He's one of the hottest young talents in the National League. He's had a great football career so far, and he's tipped to go on to even better things, possibly in the EFL. But at the moment, it's a successful season at Borenwood so far. Kane Smith, thank you ever so much for joining us. No. So, Kane, uh, how's it going anyway? Here you had a training session earlier today, and there's a new signing as well. Don't reveal it to us just yet, but um, we hear he's going to be a part of that backline anyway. Uh, how's he getting on? Yeah, he's done well. He's settling in well. This is a first session today, just getting to know the lads. But um, yeah, we're doing our preparation for Torquay tomorrow. So yeah, been going well. FA Trophy game uh, tomorrow. You met, haven't actually played Torquay this season. That was meant to be yesterday. I mean, you've so you've had so many postponements this season. When you heard about when you heard it was getting postponed, you just like, all right, there's another one. We'll just plan for Tuesday because you're, you're almost so used to it now. Yeah, to a certain extent you are. I'm quite glad we're not away from home, so they've got to travel down on a Tuesday night. But, um, yeah, at the minute there's so many games, like I said, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. You just want to get them over and out of the way and go on to the next one. But, now we're looking forward to it. We've got it to be at the FA Cup, so another cup competition. Hopefully we're, we get the chance to go to Wembley. I mean, yeah, we'll I... start by talking about that Millwall game. Yeah. Um, what was your first thing, what was your reaction like when you drew Millwall uh, in that FA Cup draw when it was announced on TV? Well, we, we had a game against Canby on the on the Monday, so when the draw was getting taken place, so we didn't know who we got to after the game, which was a, a, a hard, a lot hard for me because I wanted an Everton as a supporter or yeah. a mass like that. But no, Millwall was a huge club and yeah, we just gutted. We uh, couldn't go a step further. I mean, I, I, I watched a bit of the game and uh, Millwall looked for the taking, if I'm honest, you know what I mean? Um, you, you, I thought you had a good game yourself, you know what I mean? But uh, what's with the long ball? I mean, was that was that a plan or was that just a go-to? Oh, it's, it's one of them. We didn't. We wanted to play football as much as we can, but they pressed really well. They're obviously a championship side. They come out and they, they knew what they were doing. But like you said, we had our chances. Yeah. We should, if we it would have been a different story. And then looking back on it, never know. They could have had a red card, but yeah, yeah we still got a chance. It would have been much better. I mean, yeah. it was a strong Millwall side they put out. They had Troy Parrott on loan from Tottenham, John Daddy Bodvars, and he was part of the Iceland side that we all remember knocked England out of the Euros. So 
a strong team, but I mean, when it was one nil, Matt Reed missed that chance opportunity. Missed that opportunity, obviously, it's a big one. I mean, what was Luke Garrard's, your manager's, what was his reaction after the game? Was were you all kind of gutted, or was it was yeah. it more what a run we had? You know, let's look back on it and enjoy it. I think a bit of both, really. We we knew we had a, such a good run, and the club had never got that far before. And personally, I've never got that far before, so it was a a great experience. But when you're you're so close and you know you like you have your moments in football and we knew that Reedy's chance was a massive moment. But like I said, if that falls to him nine out of ten times, he's he's scoring. It was just that that one chance. But we go again and we go into the next game. That Canvey Island game uh, to get you into that third round. I mean, it must have been a weird one because obviously all the pressure's on, but you're up against the side and only. Uh, in a, in a league below, no, a couple of leagues below. Yeah. Um, I watched that one on the TV as well. Now, were you the scorer of that goal? <laughs> did it get put down as an own goal in the end, or who did it go to? I'm claiming it 100. percent I don't get many, so I'll take it. Um, yeah, I think it got down as an own goal to start with, but I think they give it to me on some some little websites. But yeah, I'll I'll 100 take it. It was on target for me. Do you think you'll use this FA Cup run as motivation for the FA Trophy run? Get to the final, maybe. Yeah, I think you have to. I think like we're one of the, the bigger clubs in the competition. We've got a tough draw, obviously, Torquay are flying at, at the top of the table. But we know where we can hurt them. But we just want a cup run. There's a lot of people that in that squad that have gone to Wembley. But we've got a young squad as well. I've obviously been there, but haven't played. So I'd love to go back there. Is a big compliment. I mean, you've talked about um, talked about Wembley there, and it's been heartbreak for you in many ways in terms of the playoffs at Borehamwood, and the same story uh, about Hitchin, which will which will come to later. But um, Mr. Semis in the final at Wembley, didn't you? After suffering serious knee injury against AFC Fylde, I mean, was that one of the toughest points of your career, missing those playoffs? Yeah, hundred percent. It was. Um, it was one that I didn't really expect when you're young and you're fit and you feel like you're invincible at times you don't think that you can get these sort of serious injuries and when it happened it was a shock to me massively but I think you sort of realise how mentally strong you are in them situations and you know that you're not going to be playing for 10-11 months out for a year near enough so to come back and to do what you love and play football again is yeah it's perfect you can't can't get better really. Okay, you, uh, you. Um, sorry about the uh, distractions earlier on. That's my brother ringing me up. He, we've all got brothers. Um, going, going back to your youth days. I know you came up through the through the Luton Academy, but let's go back even before then and before then, under under nines, even under tens. Have you always been like uh, right back and attacking minded, or have uh, or have you gone through a few? I was a striker. I used to when I was. Why are they all strikers? Trust me, I got signed for um, Rushton Diamonds when I was six. And I've I was there till I was fifteen when they folded. So when everything wow. went all illiquidation, everything like that. Mm. But that was a brilliant, brilliant club and one that I think a lot of people miss. Yeah, uh, they were a massive club. Obviously, they were in the league and they were a massive club in non-league where I'm playing now. But yeah, I miss them times and I think that's what made me a, the player I was today. I played very attacking back then and I've sort slowly filtered back, but not quite got the goalkeeper yet. But yeah, I'll, yeah. Um, I'll stay working there. on it. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, you've said. I think you've said your idol is Tony Hibbert, uh, the former, <laughs> the former Everton man. I saw that from your Twitter bio. I did do yeah. more research on that, by the way. Um, but Tony, one club man, wasn't he? Converted to right back um, from midfield. So is that almost yeah. a similar story to you? And obviously, you're an Everton fan as well. 
yeah, he is, to be fair. And, yeah, my, I always told my dad when I was younger I wanted a Tony Hibbert shirt, and he never brought me one. So when I was old enough, I bought myself one. And I think there's a famous photo of me and Brett, actually, in my um, Tony Hibbert shirt when we drew a Liverpool, I think, but they stopped him in the league. So, yeah, Tony Hibbert, I'd say he's up there with one of them. Is that, what is that player? Your, sorry, what, Freddie, sorry, Marit. What player do you think you you compare your style to in terms of maybe a Premier League player, like a flying wing back? Oh, a tough one. I remember I quite liked uh, Kieran Trippier when he was when he was playing in the Premier. Similar, got a bit of pace, good go. He's crossing brilliant, like you saw in the uh, in the World Cup with his free kicks. Sadly, not got his free kicks, but yeah, he's crossing. I think. Is uh he's brilliant. He's not the quickest, but he's yeah he can do a really good job. And I think he's flying at Atletico. Well, he was till this betting scandal, I think. But other than that, he's been doing all right. So I mean, um, you're an Everton fan. Um, what, if you could play at any team and any, I mean, you are pipped to go up and up and up anyway. But um, if you could go up as high as, as as Everton, is that is that your dream team? Is that where you'd like to play? Yeah, hundred percent. Right. I think that. That'd be the one. My granddad's a Liverpool fan, so he'd love to see me. Have to go So, Boreham Wood at the moment, uh, coming back to it now, we've see, just seen a new contract recently announced for your manager, Luke Garrard, three more years. I mean, what's your relationship like with him? Because he was the one who brought you to the club in the first place. Yeah, he's, he's brilliant. I think he's helped me massively from when I first signed to coming now to make me a lot a, a better player and and personally as well, he's um, he done when my injury he had the he done his ACL as well, so he helped me a lot. Spoke to me about you know every day about what what the right thing is to do, the rehab, and and he didn't he didn't lie to me at any opportunity. He told me it's going to hurt. He told me it's going to be painful, and you need to get through it. But yeah, he's been brilliant. He's probably the best coach I've been under Man- management wise. He's he's brilliant. But yeah, just he knows so much about the game. Uh, I think analysis wise I don't I've never had anything like it before the game you'll never miss a detail out so yeah he's been he's been excellent and worthy of his extra three years now I've watched a few interviews and listened to interviews of me he always speaks his mind doesn't he? he always really does go into detail you'll have a lot of managers will deflect the questions but he a bit like Brett and Berkey here at Hitchin they'll always speak their mind and you know they, they will say exactly what they thought uh, for about the game. I mean, one person obviously there with a new three-year contract, but one person who left to go into better things, Sorber Thomas, uh, uh, getting signed by Huddersfield. I mean, were you were you devastated to see him go, or is there a part of you who think, wow, you know, that's what I could do maybe in a couple of years' time as well? Yeah, on a on a team, a selfish point, we've got to see him go because he's been excellent for us this year. But on a personal point, he's deserved it. He's come through the Pace Academy there. He's been he's been there for a long, long time, but he's got bundles and bundles of talent he, he's going to prove himself I'm sure in the next in the next few years and he's worthy of that contract but I'm hoping he just keeps his feet on the ground and he, uh, he, he cracks on and works hard because he honestly is very 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 good okay um, Boreham Wood are uh, 11th at the moment in the National League have played 14 and uh, some clubs have played up to 18 um, in this was weird time at the moment. So, uh, I mean, how do you see Boreham Wood's chances of, of promotion should everything kick back in or do you just see it all falling apart? No, 100%. We believe we, we want to go for the league. It's the first thing we, we wanted this season. We believe we can do that with the squad we've got. Um, yeah, it's very tight up there. Like, if we had a one on Tuesday night when we drew to Dover, we'd have gone fourth. Mm. So it's very, very, very tight. We've got a, a few games in hand with the people in the playoffs. But we have a good run around this sort of time and think we're 
with what four four wins out of the last five. Yeah. So yeah, we're flying at the minute. We just gotta keep our feet on the ground. It's good to have these little cup competitions take your mind off the league. But as soon as we get back to the league, yeah, I think that's the main focus. Playoffs, but we yeah, we want to try and push the for automatic. Been an incredibly strange season, hasn't it? Obviously, you've got the impact of COVID. And I heard from Luke Garrard um, the other day. I'm right in saying you've appointed a kind of mind coach or a, a mental health kind of coach. I mean, what's that been like? Has every has everyone been up for working with him, or are there still some lads who are like, no, I'm not talking to this guy? Or is it all going well? No, he's been. Re- everyone's brought into it. He's been brilliant, Rob. Um, he's he's been excellent. I think for a personal point of view as well, he's he's helped me out massively. It's one of them where you don't want to... Some people are afraid to uh, talk about stuff and even on or off the pitch. But everyone's brought into it and you can see that in the last few fixtures is, as well as uh, everyone's positive. There's no negative in the in the group. If something goes wrong, you, you'll just G them up. You won't uh, won't slate them. And I think that's been amazing for us. And like like Luke said, he's been he's brought into it very well as well and he's a calm, calm and collected now. So, yeah, everyone's benefiting from it. Are you a are you a FIFA or a football manager kind of guy? Yeah, I'm FIFA. FIFA, FIFA and, and COD, I think. Okay. Have you have you been and had a look at yourself? Do you agree with the stats? I've <laughs> seen. Uh, Welcome back to HTFC Radio. Hitchner made a couple of changes at half time. Just some final minutes in the legs. I think they've. I think they've changed the whole side actually, rather than just making a few changes. So this will be a lot of fun for us commentators. They've got 12 subs, uh, 11 players in the starting team. Ben Wooster's going to captain the second half side, and almost a shame, really, isn't it, with how well Hitchin were playing? Well, I mean, <clears throat> yeah, like I say, the season starts on Saturday, and he's not going to want to get any of his uh, first team players. I guess so that's that's what it is, really. Uh, nice to see Steve Cawley getting to stretch his legs as well. Be good to see. Uh, Good to see him play. Um, and yeah, like you said, I mean, it's a completely different team. Henry Snee up front as well. So you'd be, what, what would you be thinking? Call is going to drop in behind him or are they going to go I with two up front? I guess so. It could be a 4-4-2. Um, we're just trying to work this out. Kai Teal in the midfield. Um, I'm trying to see which players have retained their spot. So I don't think Akerbeen's playing because Black's on. Uh, sorry, Akam's on the Akam's right hand side. Charlie Haller keeps his place in goal. Yeah, he does. Yeah, so um, there's no Max Ryan. He's off for Ackham, um, and then Black down this um, down this right hand side. Sam Kelly's on two, Sam but Kelly's not actually on. named on the team sheet. That's good. Uh, but yeah, we'll get through it anyway. Here's Kai Teal then, starting in the centre of midfield, moving uh, the ball forward, and that's a great start for Hitchin as it trickles out for a Borenwood goal kick <laughs> to be taken by their play uh, by their uh, supporters' play of the year uh, for the 2020. 2021 campaign last year at Nathan Ashmore who let in two in the first half and everything seemed to go Hitchens way apart from a few refereeing decisions yeah I mean uh, I don't know if he'd let them in or just couldn't do anything about them the first one he just didn't have a, have a, have a clue about and like I say the, the skimming header as well was a, was a beautiful goal um, and, and I don't think uh, many keepers would have been able to get to it either so um, Fair play to Hitch in there, but as you say, it is a completely new team, and the, and the team yeah. has just come off the pitch. It's really interesting this one, and it's a good chance for Borenwood to get back into the game now, seeing there's a whole different team. But also, if Borenwood in the half time said, Look, this guy looks good, this guy looks good, this guy we can target, and now, yeah. and now they can't, can't do any anyone. of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah nice one. The only player they know, you know, is Charlie Horlock, who's 
who's kept his place. Uh, so it, it is really a 4-4-2, I think, at the moment, with Corley and Snee up front. And so many of these players have actually barely played in pre-season. Now they're, they're playing in, in the last game. Darren Furlong also keeps his place. Yes, he does. Uh, at centre-back, so it's him and Horlock. Uh, but if you look at Lewis Barker, you know, has barely played. Uh, Malarkey Black, we haven't seen too much of him. Joined no. fairly recently, I think, as part of the uh, pre-season process. Uh Number 22, I think, is Arija Gordon-Douglas. Yeah. Uh, and Jonas Kalonda, I think, remains on the bench. Um, with Dan Ackerby. That's as much as I can work out. Uh, Sam Kelly is oh without dear, a shirt. Number oh, Ackham goes up. Luckily, he's all right. It's going to end quite badly, those tackles, and you come all the way back down. It depends yeah. on where you land, but That's he's right. got a way of them there anyway. Yeah, no, like, like you say, if, if you go up and you sort of find yourself go, going ver horizontally in, mid in mid-air, it's not going to be a very good landing. Hitch in to Borenwood nil. Chelsea are leading in the Super Cup final. They're beating Villarreal by one goal to nil. Hakim Ziyech, the only scorer uh, in Belfast. And Borenwood come forward. Now Stevens shoots Charlie Horlock. can claim that. It's just a bit of a sighter, really, for Borenwood. And easy enough for uh, Horlock. Ben Wolster captaining this second half side. He's the... The vice captain. It's nice to see all the Hitchin subs are out to our left, just sitting down, did some stretches and, and watching proceedings, cheering on their mates too. Yeah, that's right. Literally, the, the team that's just come off the field are, are, are now down uh, on the side, right, just sort of almost in front of us, really. And uh, like you say, stretching out, and they'll be cheering the uh, the dare we call them the B team on. <laughs> well, we'll get a first half and a second half man of the match. Is it worth telling me your first half man of the match now? It's going to be a hard one. Uh, it's it's going to be a hard one, yeah. It's going to be a hard one. You know what? I'm going to give it to Brownie. Yeah, Alex, uh, Luke. Sorry, <laughs> Luke. Yeah, not Alex. Yeah, Luke can have it. He scored his he scored his first goal back um, in Hitchin. Um, again, very very close. Alex Marsh deserves a mention as well. Superb uh, performance, really and also De Silva goal, as yeah. well. De Silva have done a great one as well. So our forwards in the first team were uh, were bang on it. Let's uh, let's see if this lot can do the same. But this is a tough tough ask for what is predominantly our B team really in it yeah and we hope Hitchin can live up to those expectations set by this first team in the first half even if it's just trying to see out a game yeah and just get some minutes into the legs but it almost feels a, and and it's interesting because Mark Burke's saying I wanted that one more pre-season friendly maybe that's what he wanted it for just because yeah. he feels actually I've got so many of these players I'm gonna have to cut the squad down a bit one last audition for a few of these guys I think this is the ball's headed down by Darian Furlong. He's had a good pre-season. Borenwood, I think, may have made a couple of changes as well. They've brought on uh, Jacob Mendy. Mendy, obviously so good that they named him twice. Well, on for ha, Jack ha, ha. <laughs> it's on the website as well. It's not an original one. That's how they announced the signing. So, yeah. too easy. JJ Okotra, the original, really. What a player he was as the ball swung in, headed up away by Darren Furlong. Charlie Horlock thinks about coming, but he hangs back on his line and can claim the header that comes in afterwards. Just the right decision in the end. Yeah, just in the, and just the, the centre half's getting a little bit of a, of a telling off from Horlock there, just to say, you know, you've got to pick these guys up mm. uh, a little bit. So the second half then is five minutes underway. Hitchin have made nine changes at the break, changing things up to get minutes in the legs of a lot of these players. Some barely featured, some have been regulars from the bench. Bournemouth forward now then. The pass is not long. good enough. Mm. Uh, and Hitchin will have a throw in to be taken by Malarkey Black. He's playing left back uh, by the looks of things. That's a one area where Hitchin maybe are a little light and cover apart from Ben Woolster. 
Uh, so interesting to see. It could actually be an opportunity for Black to cement a bit of a place as a, as a backup left back. And you got to remember as well, a lot of these players, you know, won't get much of a look in next season, but they can still go out and loan and remain part of the, that's you know, right. part of the hitching squad. So they don't have to just disappear. No, that's right. No, they can they can go out on loan and uh, and remain at, uh, as a as a player at Hitchin, you know, like uh, like Brownie did, you know, almost he, he had a double sort of contract thing going, didn't he, and decided to throw the towel in over at St Albans. Uh, Hitchin Hitchin again with Snee. Snee gets into the oh. box, but it's defended well enough. Gone out for a corner. Uh, back there uh, by throw Jamal Fifield. <coughs> yeah, sorry, it's, it was a it was a throw in over there, so. Um, Looks like it's going to be uh, Ackham mm. going over there to take this. Again, he's in no particular hurry, and why would he be? Yeah, so Delson Ackham has had such a good impact from the bench coming on throughout pre-season. A very lively player who's come on and delivered multiple times as the light comes on in oh, the press box. That's lovely. Floodlight in a the press great, box. Great, great little addition that was. You can thank my grandparents for that one. Just thank brought you. over a light. Thinking, I think you might need a light. And I said, I'll have that. Yeah. No, exactly. You can, you can use that. Yeah. It's been good use in the press box as well. All the notes I've got, a few pages here, all the key information. So you've got to be able to see that without hurting your eyes. Here's the goalkeeper, Ashmore, then. So... 52 played, Hitchin leading by two goals to nil. The second half team doing a good job of it so far. Borumwood remain with the same front two in Marsh and Bowden, and they didn't really combine. As, you, as you'd expect, you know, with a new player coming up front, that Marsh-Shamanga partnership has been so instrumental, and now you've got to completely change that. It's going to take time, but the season is just around the corner. Michael Johnson's here. I think I can see him just opposite to us in a white T-shirt. It's good to see him, the St. Albans goalkeeper. And he's mainly come down probably to see how Kane Smith gets on at a match. And obviously his whole side hitching too. Yeah. And Smith will have a free kick now. He had the ball in the back of the net at the end of the half. I think it was flagged off for offside. And then the first, and then the half-time whistle went anyway. He's going to leave this free kick uh, to the number 17 for the wood. Uh, Jacob Mendy Mendy. Mendy. Ball swung in now as it's flicked for everyone and it's going to go out for a goal kick in the end. Yep. <laughs> the kitchen players are getting a bit of a talking to by Elaine. He's a, it's the ticket. She got into the team photo somehow. I know. Did a couple <laughs> of cartwheels and then ran back off. So <laughs> Fair play. What an entrance that was. I the players really. loved it. Yeah, no, I couldn't do a cartwheel. Not anymore. Have to give me cartwheels away. The only cartwheel I can do, oh no, they're wagon wheels. I was going to say <laughs> are the chocolate ones. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so yeah. Anyway, the balls with uh, with Charlie Horlock now and I've uh, had a wagon wheel in ages. They've got smaller, you know. It's, I it's, bet they have. Everything is. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And there used to be 14 Jaffa cakes in a packet. Now there's only nine. <laughs> it's crazy. What's the world coming to? But there you go, well, Horlock's Always the crucial topics on HCFC yeah. Radio. <laughs> Absolutely, we've got nonsense any time, by the pundits. Anytime food is brought into a conversation, football just is put, you know, is put in the back in the back burners for a minute, so <laughs> yeah. we're never going to ignore that. Um, chip review, by the way. Uh, we've only been able to rate one side because Leighton didn't do any and we weren't yeah. able to go to Harpenden, but Barton Rovers did all right. They get 11 out of 20 in the end. They did, um, yeah. But throughout the season with the away games, most of them were going to be fairly local. Um, so we got the likes of Royston, Biggles, Way town uh, to, to go to Wicked. and interrogate, uh, so we'll be adding to our chip review list. But Hitchin and the Canary Kitchen are currently leading, and I think we've inspired the Boreham Wood Media team to do a burger review. So there we go. Yeah, good luck to them for their upcoming season. Burger review in Grimsby. Oh, as Hitchin almost give it away, but Charlie Horlock can clear. Black went down, the ball swung away almost towards Michael Johnson. Oh, I was gonna say, Johnson should have got a hand <laughs> on that. He's, uh, <laughs> he's over there. 
There's a throw in to um, Boreham Wood. It's going to be taken on this far hand side. And uh, they're going to be looking to get back into this game now as they uh, are le losing at the moment by two goals to nil. Header away there uh, by the number 16, Lewis Barker. Finally Good turn. getting a run out in pre-season with Boreham. Now Boreham would now have Gus Mafuta coming forward. He uh, wins a throw in for his side. It's the former Bristol and Hartlepool midfielder, Bristol City. So Marsh up front, he signed from Macclesfield last summer. A lot of impetus on him to deliver the goals alongside Bowden this season as Warren would win another throw-in. On the left, down by the Canary Kitchen, under the floodlight on that far side. And a good number of Wood Army followers are here as well. They are now in the new Fishponds Road stand as Warren would try and drill across uh, in, but it's cleared away, out for a corner. We're just starting to pile the pressure on 10 minutes into the second half, trailing by two goal to nil. Yeah, it's, it's good steady pressure from Boreham. Wouldn't you expect that they would come into the uh, come into the game a little bit more in the second half? But of course now, like you say, they're up against a completely different team. But here comes the corner in. It's in swinging, looking for the head of the number six. And he doesn't manage to get on it. And Steve Cawley can chase this to the touchline. And he, he just does manage on. to keep it in. Well done, Steve. He's done well. Now looking for Henry Snee over the top. Those two looking to combine. And Kai Till's ended up with a load of space. It's a really good opportunity for Till. 45 solid minutes. He can control the game from the middle of the park and he's doing just so now spreading the ball out to Henry Snee he could be really really crucial here Teal now turns back into the midfield gives the ball away now slides oh. in or oh, tackle on Tyrone Marsh oh bottom one another advantage the referee wanted none of it and no. they'll get a free kick I think Jonas Colonda's coming on for Hitchin yeah that's best best bad pull up play from the ref because Boreham yeah. Wood were away and in the mix and um, um, and Bowden was away yeah, he struggled a bit in this one, the referee controlling proceedings. Can't have the consistency at times. David Stevens then, uh, the Wales international at youth level, born just around the corner and well in as well. He was going to take the free kick, but he's going to leave it uh, to Ashmore, who was at Gosport. Then Ebsleet Borough helped them gain promotions on the National League in his time there. Won successive promotions at, uh, at Gosport to reach the FA Trophy final. He's a promotion machine Nathan Ashmore and trying to replicate a success with looking at their shove that was a handball they're absolutely the right it was definitely fans. a handball from uh, from Smith I think you come down now and it was Lewis Barker that hand handballed it uh, in there by Ben Woolster it should maybe a little bit of a let off I didn't really see that to be honest yeah I did plain as the day <laughs> and uh, Hitchin definitely get away with one there but uh, if you've got the rub of the green you've got the rub of the green well, episode 47 of the latest Canary Club podcast, that's out now. We talked Hitchens' win over Arsenal under 18s, a Grealish and Messi signing for their new clubs, and we reeled out our summer five-a-side teams too. Corner for the Boreham Wood, swinging towards goal. Hitchin can clear of Malarkey Blacks coming our way, takes a couple of bounces and just out into the stands, so Hitchin have got a bit of time to uh, settle. Instead, Kane Smith can run over and take it, just waiting to get the ball back, looking at his options. He's right down in front of us in the number 19. Boreham Wood looking to get on with it. A few tired legs out there. You can look in the, the centre, two centre-backs look pretty worn out from this run out. And yeah. that's what happens when you spend 45 minutes up against Cannonstead and Henry Snee is going to not give them any let-up at all as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. It's Malarkey Black heads away. Just comes off the back of the head of Lewis Barker trying to get stuck in. We know that's a part of his game. Can be crucial coming off the bench as well. 
Because however well you're playing, someone's going to get stuck in, put a tackle in. It can always affect some players. Kaitil loses out now, but wins it back. Great touch by there. His control is such a key part of his game. And moving Cough, those passes forward touch. now, Hitchin just getting it forward to Henry Snee. Snee into the middle. Looked like he was briefly tugged back. He tries to play the ball through uh, to Gordon Douglas. Doesn't quite work out, though. And the Wood can move it forward if Kane Smith, the right wing back, is bombing forward, looking for the overlap run. Marsh now. Marshy is a shout from Kane Smith. Two Marshies and the Hitch inside. They're off now. They're all down by the touchline. As well as the Brown Brothers. You know what we're going to do yeah. in this next season? We're going to have a Brown Brothers interview and a Marsh Brothers interview all on one podcast. Quality. And we can do just a load of those... You know, a load of those games, who's the best at football, blah, 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 yeah, with yeah. the brothers. And it'll just be be chaos, basically. But we, that could be a real real good laugh. So we're trying to arrange something like that. See hard with these guys. Yeah, no, they're all, they're all up for it, aren't they? Yeah. A lot, so it's, it's very good. That'll be a really good thing to do. So a little special podcast. Keep your eye out for that one, but we'll definitely do it. And very nice blokes as well, so I'm sure there'll be more than up for it. The Brown brothers and the Marsh twins. Bowden just getting caught offside there by this lino there. He's very flag-happy lino. The flag went up and Bowden was actually nowhere near the ball um, and no chance of getting it either because it was cleared by Hitchin, but it's still a fortune favours us. So we've got the free kick. Rio de Silva just starting to hit form in this game as Boran would make a couple of subs and he had to be withdrawn at half-time. I presume the Hitchin lads would have been brief of that. Uh, Boran would making subs. Bowden then on debut, managed 60 minutes and now comes off. Uh, and we'll wait to see... Uh, who they have brought on uh, from the substitutes bench. So Bowden off then, the new signing. And up front, they might just be caught a bit short now, actually. It'll be interesting to see it will come up and partner Tyro Marsh. Looks Connor like Smith's the number 18, come on. Connor Smith. So Smith, an Irish midfielder mainly, but he's going to play up alongside Marsh in, in this next half an hour. Smith, first touch there isn't great. He made eight appearances for Watford at the start of his career so he's been around the block a bit a very long career played for the likes of Plymouth, Yeovil, AFC Wimbledon so plenty of experience yeah, got a bit of form then yeah played for the Wood in the 18-19 um, season two and then had two years at Wilson before uh, rejoining Boreham Wood so he's even had former experience at this club under the same manager King Smith now right down in front of us on this touchline in a bit of space actually and Interesting, taking on a, you know, a writer, Gordon Douglas, Malarkey Black, two very young people on the left side, and you feel this could just play into Smith's hands a little bit. Yeah, he's, he's certainly got the uh, movement, the pace is in an offside position now from where he is. He's still offside as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it's really interesting to see how he goes about as they play one over Lovely the top ball. for Tyra Marsh. Can he ball him back? No, Charlie Horlock just gets off his line quickly enough. Good from him and gathered the ball just before uh, Marsh could get there. Made it look easy in the end. Yeah, lovely free ball from Boreham Wood. Put, uh, put Marshy in one-on-one in -on -one with the goalkeeper, but Charlie Hawk Horlock was equal to it and uh, came out of his box and gathered safely. So uh, it's Horlock now who will get the game back underway with a, an upfield kick. Looking for the front runners and finding Malarkey Black, who plays it into Wolster. Wolster out wide for Akipom, who plays it into the man with no number, and he's, he, he's missed that one completely. And uh, Boreham Wood can counter-attack now, and uh, you're going to be offside, actually, Marsh, if you touch that. 
No, they'll be alright in the end, actually. Boron were coming through. Sorry, I just put my jumper on. It's forgot, all good. Forgot it's it was a hoodie, so the headphones had to come on as well. <laughs> so I was <laughs> flying to try and get that on as quickly as possible. Emergency. Yeah, my jacket, I just slipped my arms through it and it's all good. It starts to get cold around this time. Uh, yes, it Hitchin is. Still lead by two goals to nil. Boron would have made that change up front. I know with the season coming up, they'd have been quick to get Scott Bowden off. So Jack Munns came on off at half-time too. Jacob Mendy, Mendy, we've not really seen... Uh, much of what he can bring. Uh, he, another former Wilson player, actually started his career in Spain with Atletico Madrid's academy uh, before moving to the UK. So I bet he played there with some former former big talents, really. Yeah, must have done. I know Samakoya Hanaku was actually a teammate of Bukayo Saka at Arsenal schoolboy level. Brilliant. So those two, I think, are still in touch as well. There's always connections appearing. So we'd clear it away with... Uh, Jamal Fifield at the back. It's a bit of a mixed bag this game. Now Kai Teal uh, across to Malarkey Black. Takes it over the halfway line. Moves wide looking to Gordon Douglas. He's passed it straight to the feet of Kane Smith. Smith. He plays the ball through. Testing Ben Wolster. Those two part of those, that playoff side. They know each other's game well. Wolster comes across to clear half time in, in uh, Belfast. Chelsea won Villarreal nil in the Super Cup. Unai Emery against Thomas Tuchel. Great play from Hitchin there just to clear their flanks. It was, it was lovely one touch stuff there. Um, finally falling at the feet of Kai Teal, who very casually for his age yeah, knocks it straight upfield uh, and out of danger. No, I really like this opportunity for Kai Teal, you know, getting a solid half of football, being that, you know, the key man, really actually an experienced player in this Hitchin team in terms of people with, who've racked up a load of Hitchin appearances. He's got, he's got to be right up there and yeah. the sort of game he can try and, you know, grab the game by the horns and... Well, he's definitely a manly one on the bench, and if, yeah. if he's not on the field, you know, you're definitely he's definitely going to be in the team lineup. Horlock then with a goal kick. So still no opportunity for Nathan Godfrey. No, um, he seems to just be making up the numbers through, oh, mate, throughout pre-season, which is a bit of a shame. You look at some of the games we've had and opportunities for him to play, but obviously Josh Mollison will be second choice, and yeah. Godfrey just the best I ever managed was a, a third reserve, and it's not fun. I can tell yeah. you that. Yeah, because you know you're not going to get a game. Yeah, you just ain't going to. Unless there's a real sudden injury crisis, no one, no one preys on their teammate to get injured as Who well. Who was that so. goalkeeper once that came on? Was it for West Ham? He'd never played. He'd been there for about 20 years, and it was his dream to play for West Ham because his dad did. And then he came on for one game. David Martin. David Martin. Yeah, that's he was the their guy. third goalkeeper. And what a great game he had as well. That, when he came they on. had that Spaniard whose name consistently defeats me. He was one of the worst goalkeepers I've ever seen at Premier League level. <laughs> Fabianski was out injured, and Martin yeah. got a game against Chelsea and West Ham yeah. won um, so they won it I think he kept he the clean a, sheets so. he, I think he did something special yeah. like save a penalty or something mm. or, or, or pulled out a world class save but uh, yeah it goes to show you that you can if you stick around for long enough mm. you will get a game yeah because <laughs> he needs an injury the other goal is rubbish and, and you're in so. yeah <laughs> truly just hope for your teammates to do badly and you'll, <laughs> you'll be in Weird old position. Yeah, it is a weird old position. Spend so. hours on it. Sneeze brought down on the halfway line by Stevens and Hitchin have a free kick then He'll right that. on that line down by the dugouts. Lloyd Doyley, by the way, the assistant manager. Hitchin have got very unhappy memories of him. Uh, so on New Year's Day 2020, uh, the right back was playing for Kings Langley against Hitchin and he scored the 94th minute winner. So oh that was dear. the last time a side he was involved in came up against Hitchin. So he likes playing against us. He's now coaching against us, is Doyley. We remember Doyley. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Elaine. 
She's still buzzing about that team photo. High ball coming in, but it's cleared by the uh, by the Borenwood backs, and they look to flick on and mount the counter-attack. Now Kai Teal taking on Tyrone Marsh. She's back helping out the defence, who say, give it here, we'll clear it away, which they do. Darian Furlong now one of the only survivors from that first half team. Walster across, former Biggleswey town defender, been at Hitchin for many years now. Cooley out wide uh, into Gordon Douglas. He's got Malarkey Black for company. And he swings him. the Look ball in, looking for Sam Kelly running in towards the back post. Akom now, we haven't seen much of him, unfortunately, second half. And a lot of defending to do against the wing backs. He plays the ball in now for Henry Snee on the turn. Drills the ball Ooh. back across. Cleared away well by David Stevens. A nice bit of intent there by Henry Snee. Now Kai Teal. First time crossing. Looking for Cawley. It's a yeah. good height for him to try and head on. Yeah, he loves, a, he loves a header, does Cawley. And he nearly got himself connected on that one. But just muscled away out from that big uh, big number five or number six from the back uh, at Boreham Wood. 67 minutes played. Hitching leading. Uh, by two goals to nil against the National League opposition. Only time Mitchell have played aside from from the National League this year. We've had Lutz and Stevenage, absolutely all sorts here at top field and going elsewhere. This would be Hitchin's seventh win of pre-season if they can, excluding the Arsley and Pittston games. That would make it nine. Drawn one against Bedford and then the three defeats coming against Stevenage, Luton uh, <laughs> and Bedford and Barton Rovers yeah. at the bottom of the pile. Now Kai Teal taking on Malarkey Black. He just gets a knee on that and he <laughs> kicks the ball away as well right down to the uh, to the corner flag for yep. Smith to take the throw in. He knows seems to be doing. the fashion now to, to boot the ball away from your opponent. Just but to make sort of it subtle as well. You've so got to be subtle. Disguise it. Smith then. And Turquoise boots. Throws it into... Uh, the number five, Will Evans, another substitute has come on in the second half, Evans. Well a couple clear. who came on at uh, one point. Here's uh, Femi Ilasanmi then, down on the left-hand side. It's a good ball in, but uh, well cleared from Wolster. He kept his eye on that one. Yeah, Roger Gordon-Douglas thought about going for it, but can go out for a throw-in uh, to uh, be taken uh, by Will Evans, just in front of us. The Centre-back signing a two-year deal from Chesterfield this July. Those two sides seem to on, love ref. doing business with each other. Borenwood and Chesterfield, National League rivals, but plenty of players gone between the two. Evans, Shamanga, Bowden, just to name a few. Here's the number 18 then, Connor Smith. Ball across, no Everybody one, no one clears it. Kai Till said after you, and luckily for Hitchin, they had a bit of a let-off. That's not really how to defend crosses. No, yeah, we got like you say, we got uh, we got very fortunate on that one. Mm. Well, for any fantasy football players starting the fantasy Premier League, here's a bit of information for you. Why not join our podcast Fantasy League? Are you a fantasy football player? Have you signed up for the Fantasy Premier League campaign for next season? Why not join the Canary Club Podcast Fantasy League? Because the winner gets to join us on a podcast at the end of the season. Just enter the code G6UJI1, get involved, and have some fun. Let the games begin. Oh, hi. G6UJ1, there's more information on the latest podcast as well. I've had over, I think we've had about 25 of you already signing up to the league. It's only been up a few days as well, so do make sure to join in. The winner gets to join us on the podcast at the end of the season too, so plenty to go for. If and you don't want to join us on a podcast, then maybe send someone, yeah. one of your mates on or something. I don't yeah, mind. or you might get a bottle of wine if you're old enough. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, right, don't come in there thinking it's no easy easy oh, walk over because we've got some players. talent in there. Yeah. I'm telling We're you. We're going to invite some tricky. of the Hitchin boys on. I don't know if any of these guys are doing fantasy football, but we'll make sure to get some of them signed up too. Create a bit of interest squad comes banter. forward looking for a little shifty onto the left and he tries it. But, Ooh, uh, wide but Horlock's goal. 
Yeah, that's wide of Horlock's goal. And, uh, that's what Bourne would have been reduced to. Left-footed efforts on the edge of the box. Kane Smith, obviously, this game carrying something extra for him, looking to grab a goal against his former side. First time he's gone up against Hitchin uh, since leaving uh, for Borenwood in 2017 after making 120 appearances for the Canaries. He'd love it, wouldn't he, eh, to, to oh, bang one in would. against Hitchin? Well, they've had a very good pre-season, have Boreham, where they lost 3-1 to Luton, 2-0 uh, to Premier League, New Boys Brentford right at the start of pre-season. They were actually 1-0 up in that Luton game. Uh, and then they w they've gone on to beat Kings Langley 5-0. They beat Chelsea under-23s and thrashed Arsenal under-23s 4-0. Shamanga scored two on his last game for the club that it, wow. it turned out to be. Uh, a 4-0 win against Arsenal under-23s. Obviously, Hitch and beat them. Slough Town as well. Uh, I think Matt, uh, Matt Lynch's former side, they beat... Uh, Arsenal under 18s too as well so they've really not had a good pre-season actually uh, have the under 18 side the 23s have been alright yeah but like we discussed you know the under 23s get the pick don't they and yeah. then the 18s get left with what's left over but uh, something going on here oh yeah I think uh, Akam is just about uh, very casually jogging <laughs> half walking down to the uh, very near the corner flag to take this throw in for Hitchin as uh, it's it's deep, deep, deep in Borehamwood territory and uh, looking for the runs coming forward He's now. Got plenty in the box as Delton Akon just chested down back to him by Sam Kelly. Akon again now. He's got Lewis Barker. He'll use him. Barker will swing a ball in over the top. Just about skim the net on the way through of Nathan Ashmore's goal. And once again, he was just standing there looking at it. If that had just sort of dipped a bit more, mm. it would have been um, it would have been a little bit more to look at. Yeah, been tested a couple of times. Max Ryan swung one in on the first half, trying to call him into action. So a reminder, the next commentary in HDFC Radio, August the 21st. We're having a little bit of a break uh, as Hitchin face Nuneaton Borough. Top field in our league game. That's the second game of the season. Uh, Marek and his son Isaac will be on commentary, uh, plus potentially a couple others and maybe a player as well now. Yeah, I might, I might call uh, Berkey back in as well. Yeah. Uh, that's Martin Berkey. Um, as opposed to Mark Burke. Dan Ackerween is on. Uh, so I think that will push Delson Ackham onto the wing. Uh, and Jake, uh, Sam Kelly, who only had a little run out really, arrived here about halfway through the first half. So I imagine he was at work or another sporting fixture as Marsh comes forward looking to play wide into Mendy. Mendy blasts that one over the ground. There's an ironic cheer. That's good to hear always. Yeah. It's always nice to see one go and land in butts close. Yeah. So Delson Ackham. Uh, now goes onto the wing uh, as Sam Kelly goes off uh, for uh, Kai, uh, who else coming off? Steve Corley. So he got uh, 25 minutes. So Corley on and off. So it really has been two games almost in this one. Yeah. So we have another sub. I think it's Jonas Colondo who's come on. He's going to play up front uh, alongside Henry Snee. I might be completely wrong, but there we go. Well, you could be, but then again, you might be completely right as well. There seems to seems to be Smith on as well. Who's um, or is Ryan, that Smith? No, or not Bar Ryan Smith. Oh, that's not. Barker's no. been on, yeah. Barker's on, right? Well, he's gone forward as well, so mm. try and make sense cool. of it. Well Kyle Till heads the ball down, but I can tell you, it'd be a great result. Hitchin can hold on to this. Is there, you know, really their second string of players out there now? <coughs> Which maybe sounds a bit patronising because a lot of these guys are first team regulars last year. Well, they're year very good, that's what I'm saying. Fighting for their team's place, but some of them with very little experience. Snee takes a tumble off the ball. Borenwood coming through the middle now. Oh, they played it touch. in, and surely, yeah, it is. There's a shout for offside as Marsh was coming in. So I think he got a touch on the ball. Uh, but Borenwood do pull one back. I think it was number seven, Josh Reese. 
Yeah, Lino's not interested. Charlie Horlock sort of looking at him with uh, puppy dog eyes. Um, the ref ain't, the Lino ain't having none of it. So uh, well done, Borenwood. They pulled one back and uh, still a little bit of time left in this one for them to possibly get an equaliser, but uh, we'll hope not. Josh Rees, the scorer then. It was an easy finish for him in the end. And he'll be pleased with that goal. He's worked hard for it. It was their third signing of the summer when he joined from Aldershot. And grabs a goal for his troubles then today. So Borenwood do pull one back and it's probably been coming. Hitchin really haven't created any chances. Good physical work from half. Snee up front there. Just taking, no, he's got two guys around him but he still manages to muscle his way forward into the goalkeeper now but uh, <laughs> goalkeeper getting better at that one and Snee nearly ending up in the advertising boards. The referee's going to go over and see what's gone on there because he did get caught up a little bit but mm. it just shows you his determination. That's why I like the lad. You know, he does uh, he does get stuck in. They're going to have to call the physio over yeah, uh, for this running one. On. We'll take you through the scores then going on because Snee might be down for a, a little bit just receiving some treatment. Chelsea are beating Villarreal 1-0. It's half-time in the UEFA Super Cup final. Uh, in the Carabao Cup, it's Blackpool uh, 1, Middlesbrough 0. Uh, Callum Connolly, the score in that one. Burton and Oxford United are locked uh, at 0-0. Coventry 1, Northampton 1. Leighton Orient 0, QPR 1. And Nottingham Forest 2, Bradford 1. Two goals from Jao Carvalho in that one. And Callum Cook has just pulled one back. So Nottingham 2, uh, Bradford 1. There's a couple of pre-season friendlies going on, but very little of note really at the moment. As Sneeze back on his feet, he's just jogging round to uh, come back on by the halfway line. We've got about 12-13 uh, minutes left to play, I think, at Hitchin now. Hitchin 2, Borenwood 1 on HTFC Radio. Freddie Cardi and Marikolinich with you talking you through it all. Oh, Forcing another ball yeah, in, he's hit the crossbar. And Black's just going to let it go out. I think it did go behind, actually, as it hit the bar. It hit the top of it more than anything. But another warning shot across Charlie Horlock's barrels. Yeah, no, they're, uh, they're starting to pump up the volume a little bit. And uh, and again, like we say, we don't want to be patronising, but it is a, a, a slightly weakened Hitchin side. Um, but we, like I said, we had a lot of meat on the bench, and all that meat is now on the is now on the field. And they're doing they're doing really well actually to hold uh, to hold Boreham Wood. But uh, you, you do feel that uh, now the Wood are just starting to sort of creep their way back into it now with uh, with a couple of good attacks in this last moments of the of the second half. Charlie Horlett then with the goal kick. He's going to take it centrally in between his goal posts and the six yard box and. Hitchin hanging on a bit at the moment. They've not created the chances they would have liked. I just think that's the problem of this team. I just don't quite see where the goals are going to come from. We know Henry Snee's got it in him, but who's going to create as Barker goes in with a tackle on uh, <coughs> on Connor Smith? Those two just having a chat. It's quite hard for Barker to look threatening when he's sitting on the floor looking up at someone. Yeah. But the referee just going to pull him over. It wasn't a great challenge, but not much malice in it, to be fair. No, it's not like Lewis Barker to be uh, aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> Some things are certain in life, but there wasn't a horrendous tackle from Lewis yeah. Barker, and he'll escape without further punishment anyway. So Kane Smith will take the free kick right on the halfway line. He's the only man that back that far. Everyone else is pushed up inside the hitch and half. Warren Wood. Looking to avoid defeat. Smith then on the halfway line for the wood. Just directing his players where he wants them. And he turns now, dinks one forward, looking for the 
uh, run of the defender. He's offside, Will Evans. Disappointing, really, there, because they were in a decent position to get that free kick off. They had a man of a sweet right foot Tonight's standing over it. Is Rowan Antano just announcing the attendance. 283 on a Wednesday night. Fairly shortly arranged friendly. That's probably pretty good for a friendly, actually, yeah. and they would have brought a few down. So well done to all of them who've come to watch. Yeah, well done. Yes, indeed. Charlie Hall up. Well, the season starts then away. Redditch United Saturday. We won't be there. It's just a bit too far for us. Thought yeah. about going down to see Royston, but I think we're going to be a bit of packing for our little Cornwall trip over the weekend and last-minute jobs you do. And just having two weeks away from the radio and everything, and then back with a bang as Royston Town come to visit Hitchin on that bank holiday Monday. That'll be an absolute belter of a game. I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, Harry Draper, Isaac Galliford in that Royston side now. Yeah. That's yeah, going to be very side. close. It's always, always <laughs> tight, isn't it? Yeah, it's always going to be a tough one against yeah. Royston. They're Local always, derby. always filled a good squad, mm. don't they? Always very strong at the back, and look at some of the additions they made going for. Jack Green's brother in midfield too. Let's hope Jack's returning to fitness. So just so we, even if it's just five minutes of those two going against each other, and I will try and get a scouting report from Jack and his brother as well, because I'm sure he'll be very kind and honest about his abilities. Yeah, I'm sure he will. Kyle we went well back Kine. now. He's done well. Stan George is warming up, ready to come on with about uh, ten minutes left. So centre back. So that's going to be Hitchens' and again. final change. Throwing for the for the wood now. <laughs> Player over there just bounces it down out of frustration almost. Throwing's taken by five hill forward. Is it fault really for the first goal? <laughs> Sloppy in possession. Luke Brown could run through, get onto the ball as Kane Swiss switches one through. Oh, what a pass that is! It's hit the back <laughs> of the number ten, Tyrone Marsh's head though, and it's back. It's back with five field in the defence. A bit of a weird moment. Looked like they were almost in behind. It was a great ball in by Kane Smith who was the manager's player of the year he's out there all on his own year. asking for the ball he's going to get it this time of asking though and it is oh, uh, so Smith puts early the ball, ball in, in. Wollstar oh. oh, tips over the crossbar Ben Wollstar almost having egg on his face we would have seen another own goal it was almost half like a scorpion kick if that makes any sense well if more like Swan Lake if you <laughs> ask me it was a bit of Swan Lake involved there I don't know what Wollstar now we know what Wollstar's been doing in his spare time uh, very dangerous and silly to try one of them little fancy yeah. back flicks and stuff like that, nearly, like I say, nearly not turning Not quite out to defend, uh, but not really. Charlie Orlock's bearing his blush is making the save to me at home. It was a good but save, But we saw it there fair. from Kane Smith, how he gets all these assists. It's those early crosses catching the defensive guard. So in again. Corner comes oh. in, flicked on, headed, is it in? No, he's off the post and into Charlie Orlock's hands. A very grateful Charlie Orlock. Somehow, Borumwood don't have it at 2-0. It was Gus Mafuta, whose header struck the bar at some pace as well. It was a really good effort. Hit the post and even then it looked like it was going to be going in but Charlie Horlock turned it around, stuck his arms out and gathered the ball in like a loving father. Yeah, he was very pleased to sort of cradle that one, weren't he? Uh, I was quite expected to see it nestling in the net but uh, there you go. Uh, if the luck's with you, it's with you and if it ain't, well it ain't. So one final sub, Darian Furlong, he's putting a good shift tonight. Played 81 yes, minutes he and he's going to be replaced by Stan Georgiou. So apart from Charlie Horlock, he's played the most minutes out of anyone on this Hitchin side. Yeah. And throughout pre-season, I mean, I know Hitchin have got a lot of centre-back options. They all do slightly different jobs. And how do you see Furlong's role, you know, in this Hitchin side? I know it depends on injury, but over the season, well, you know, how much are we going to see of him, do you think? I think we're going to see a lot. I think he's had a great game and my overall man of the match. 
call, good call. Still is time left in this one though. We'll get your boring wood man of the match, obviously, without any bias towards Kane Smith. Oh, as Kai no. Teal wallops one back at Lewis Barker. Didn't expect to have a ball rifled that in, but he's double hard as LB, so he'll get on with it fine. As we approach the closing stages in this one, seven minutes to go. Furlong at present the man of the match. The, call him the man of the second half, maybe, but Luke Brown outstanding in that first 45 it yeah, just seemed like he got his mojo back yeah no nice to see nice to see brownie finding his feet and uh, it's not before time as well mm. um, excellent there from Akon brilliant yeah he just gives the ball away there but and also with brown the last few performances he's looked like he's really got back to his best but hasn't really been rewarded with goals or assists yeah. to show for it now just having that you know that goal to his name getting him on the list just at the end of pre-season as well Terrible I think it's a really good boost there's an awful ball in it's a bunch down, of the yeah. kids behind the goal yeah uh, swung it was a defender's pass really by Will Evans and Hitchin can have a goal kick for Charlie Horlock a bit of relief for them but well the second string outfit have come on in the second half they've done Hitchin proud if they can hold on for this one the hard work was done by that front four in the first half and these guys have defended very well they've had some luck going their way at times uh, but they'll be very very proud of themselves they can hold on That's for a 2-1 win a very crucial ingredient to the game luck mm. Has been on many occasions at any level of football, any type of game. He's going to have a bit of it tonight. But that first half performance showed they're capable of taking on anyone. Just, I think Mark Burke's just built a bit of a fearless side. And we look forward to talking to him after the game. Hopefully Kane Swift as well. Well, he won't begrudge him if he, if he doesn't fancy nah, if he a doesn't chat, fancy to be fair. It, nah, that's right, yeah. But good to see him anyway. Back at his home ground, really top field. Yeah. And I'm sure a few of the fans would have been happy to see him as well, but just not panning out his way tonight. And the way of Borenwood and their manager, Luke Garrard, they've got a big season up ahead. It feels like a bit of a make or break campaign for them. They've been slowly bubbling. They came close to promotion, losing the playoff final a couple of years ago, then dropped to 14th place last season. It's like we know we've you know they've got it in them, but for performances tonight, some of the some of the spells in the game, they just haven't yeah. looked up to standard at times. No, not really. And uh, if, if, you know, you you want me to sort of try and pick a man of the match out for them? It's it's going to be quite difficult, really, yeah. because uh, no one's really put in a decent shift, have they? And if I am forced to do that, can I do that now? You can you can choose your overall man of the match now. My I'll overall man of the and, match, and then a Borenwood player. Yeah. Right, well, maybe not ready for me overall man <laughs> of the match, but for Borenwood, I'm, I'm going to say... Uh, tug yeah. in the back, heads away, Kai Till heads away too. And a little bit of a scrap over the last few minutes. Yeah, Akon slides in again, there'll be a free kick. OK, yeah, um, I'm going to give it to Jack Munns for his first half performance at Borenwood. They, mm -hmm. that, that's, uh, that's the guy that I remember sort of causing most of a yeah. problem down this left-hand side. So I'll give that to him. Overall, man, the match is going to be hard. I mean, let's, let's just stick with what we said and we'll say Luke Brown gets it. Luke Brown overall then. But should we say Furlong second half man definitely of the match? Definitely Furlong second half. He put in a shift and a good shift as well. And I mm. think he's I think he's definitely uh, one of our one of our better centre halves. As the ball comes in from Borenwood, that's safe in the clutches of uh, Charlie Horlock. <laughs> um, looked like it might be a little bit more trouble for him, but uh, no, he's done well to pull that down and uh, waste a bit more time now as the minutes tick on. How big a result do you think this would be? We know it's a pre-season friendly, but the last one of pre-season. Yeah. 
and you know, I think just the result itself will give Hitchin a lot of hope, a lot of momentum going into the new campaign. Yeah, no, definitely, and especially when you consider that you know, yeah, it, it's a game of two halves, and uh, and the um, second half team that went out there, you would you arguably say they were a. a not quite as good as the first team that went out there, and and they've uh, they're only losing one nil. Mm. Couple players missing today. Ryan Smith sitting this one out, and he's really uh, been fighting for his place throughout pre-season. I think it's safe to say he's earned it. And someone we weren't sure about. I remember he's offside, Lino. Come on, Lino does Thank play you eventually. Very much. I remember with Smith that Russian and Diamond's defeat. It seemed like a, a low almost for him. He yeah. really wasn't great on that night, but he's worked so hard in pre-season. He's been rewarded for his efforts. You know, with Mark Burke, if someone's playing well, whether it's in training or the yeah. odd substitute appearances, they'll get their chances. Yeah, no, that's, that's the good thing about Burke. He will give you a chance. So you know, you've always have got a chance of getting in, unless you're the goalkeeper, of course, <laughs> um, which is always a, 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 a bad position. Horlock then. Free kick is right level with where we're sitting, absolutely parallel, and he'll take it midway inside Hitchens' half. Horlock in the deep. dark red That's shirt of the goalkeeping strip has gone all the way out for a goal kick for Nathan Ashmore. No one's going to mind that though, it wastes no. a few more minutes, doesn't it? Just two or three left to go, I think, now at top field. Hitchens 2, Borenwood 1. This new second half team just about hanging on. Furlong's walking off now to go down towards the dugout. He gets a thumbs up from Ryan Smith over there and a bit of applause going off as well because <coughs> he's putting a good shift tonight. Yes, indeed. Our second half man of the match too. <coughs> as the ball's headed down by Tyrone Marsh. Connor Smith forward now, out to Mendy Mendy on the left-hand side. Now Mafuta, who hit the post earlier on in this second half. He's had a good game, actually. Oh, Cartel's obstructed, clearly. Yeah, it looked like it was now. Hitchin can bring it away on the left-hand side and it'll fall in the midfield for the number 22. Teal chips on over the top looking for Henry Snee. Taking on five field. Snee picks it up on the right-hand side. Kane Smith takes a tumble under pressure from the 21. In ball, oh. in from Snee. Just a bit too much on it. And Elijah Gordon-Douglas now can take one, take it away on, on oh, the, the left. There's an offside. Coventry 1, Northampton 2. So oh, Back at their stadium, though, that was good to see on Saturday, returning uh, returning home after playing at Birmingham for a couple of years. Yeah. There were some financial difficulties. That's that been a long must walk have felt home, really one, good. It? Yeah. yeah. And Cov deserved to be in the top flight of football. You know, legendary, uh, historical football club. Mm. Uh, really good opening weekend of, of EFL football. So many interesting results. Hull thrashing Preston. Swansea looked absolutely all over the place, playing out from the back. and. And Luton as well, beat newly promoted Peterborough. Uh, Luton looked really good in that one. Fred Onyedima signed from Wickham. He had a good game, and then losing to Stevenage in midweek and penalties in the Carabao Cup. You've got to love the EFL. There's just nothing like it in the world of football, really. There's four leagues and the championship. Dear, that one went up in the air, didn't it? Certainly did, and that one is as well. It's flicked back towards the goalkeeper, Leighton Orient of League Two, of equalised against QPR. So there's still life in that game. Well, I like as well these cu these cup games going straight to penalties as well. Yeah, no messing around better. at the early stages of the season as well. I get it with FA Cup quarterfinals, semi-finals, extra time, but getting to pens straight Look away Smith now. Smith again, Smith looking for a left foot outside oh, the foot. Oh. He was brought down on the edge of the box. The referee's given a free kick, but Smith going all the way through. You thought it was a left foot. It was outside of the foot in the end. It was an outside right. Up and over, it? and now Boreham would have a free kick and a good chance to equalise in a decent position here. Yeah, very close and uh, like you say, dangerous position for Borenwood here now if they can uh, 
get a late equaliser, it'll almost seem like a good day out, won't it? Certainly would do. They've put the pressure, really put the pressure on in the second half. We're in the 90th minute. Hitchin 2, Boreham with 1 on HDFC Radio, the home of every single Hitchin Town home game uh, over the upcoming season. They'll, they'll be live on HDFC Radio, full commentary, build-up interviews and great coverage. And we hope you've enjoyed it today. If you have, you can... Uh, if you want to recommend us, always be great. And if you want to listen back to any of the commentary as well, if you missed any, uh, then you can listen back via the Canary Club podcast. It'll be up tomorrow. So Mendy, Mendy, and uh, Mafuta stand over this one. It looks like um, it looks like it's going to be Mafuta. No, yeah, they're still very, deciding. They're keeping it close, but it's Mendy, Mendy, left foot. What a save, save by Charlie Orlock. Leaps to his right, gets a strong hand to it. His right foot, like like right hand, like Superman, diving away to his right hand side. Very strong, and now Hitchin can come up the other end. But with in the dying embers of the game, that's brilliant from Charlie Orlock. Yeah, well, I'm really superb. Uh, save like you say diving out to his right hand side and um, it was a well hit free kick and, and Charlie Horlock was equal to it it's Kane Smith tries uh, his hardest to keep the ball in play and it just rolls off the top of his foot goes out for a hitching uh, throw in almost on the centre line and of course uh, they're in no rush to take this one at all that should be pretty much <laughs> it <laughs> it's getting a bit of stick yeah it gets gone downhill that Kane Smith as Mick Docking who is known for his abuse of players from the touchline is Mick yeah. always got something to say especially, especially when they're ex-hitching or, or even in hitching colours they're always prone to something but I do like that and Kane as well laughing it off as well he's got fond memories of this place and the banter and he jokes he had like. with Brett Donnelly he knows the fans he knows the situation that's full time Hitchin finished pre-season with a bang they've beaten National League Borenwood by two goals to one Luke Brown and Rio De Silva the heroes on the night and for two years in a row Hitchin end their pre-season by beating National League opposition it's a massive lift for Mark Burke's Canaries going into this new campaign Borenwood will be looking around wondering what's gone wrong but for Hitchin Town absolute elation yeah what a, what a great result for Hitchin it was all uh, it was all uh, all the damage was done in the first half like I say and um, and in the second half the boys have done absolutely superb to hold him back um, un unfortunately uh, for, for, for Hitchin Boreham Wood did manage to pull one back and look like they might get a second back uh, with a free kick which was superbly plucked away from the goal uh, by Charlie Horlock with a dive to his right hand side and um, yeah congratulations Hitchin Town that's a great result Boreham with then first half the defence looked a bit all over the place at times and Hitchin always looked like they were going to capitalise Max Ryan had that cross which he swung in Brown headed it just yep. over the crossbar and then just a minute or so later uh, Boreham were just playing around with the ball five field got received a poor pass uh, didn't switch on enough Luke Brown ran through uh, and opened his account for the year with a lovely cold finish. Yeah, no, lovely. Well, it's good. It's always good to get Brownie on the... Uh, well, Luke Brown. We've got two Brownies now. Uh, but uh, always good to get Luke Brown on the score sheet, especially before the season starts. We want him to go out uh, and improve on that, uh, of course, uh, as part of that front four that is now consolidated 
uh, for Hitchin Town, uh, and and they're doing well. And I think um, I think they'll go on and cause a bit of a uh, bit of chaos in the in the league game starting on Saturday. The second goal from Rio de Silva on the 39th minute it was a really nice cross in from Alex March. And the Silva, everything you want, you know, from a corner kick, getting ahead on the end of it, he had to jump, time that well, and just flicked it off the side of his head, just guiding it into that post. Yeah, no, lovely. Like I say, all it needed really was just sort of a glancing head on it, and uh, and de Silva got just enough of a slice on there to uh, to sink it into the top corner again, um, past a goalkeeper that could only sort of really watch it go in the back of the net. Mm. So uh, yeah, great, great stuff from Hitching Town. So. Uh, well, good luck for Luke Garrard, uh, Kane Smith and Borenwood for the upcoming season. And yep. Their fans have been a credit to their siders of the social media team. It was good to meet, you know, the guys that come down. So good luck to them for the upcoming season. Yes, they were just getting confirmation from Pipe Man there, the first half. <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll uh, certainly be seeing more of him. Um, he said see you at Redditch. He said see yeah. you at Redditch. Well, we might not be going up to Redditch unless... It's uh, a way away, isn't it? It's a way away. So we'd have to go up on the coach. My old girl would drink too much gas going up there on her own. And uh, we've got no fuel budget, I'm afraid. But, um, yeah, the, the more local games we'll definitely be going to. Well, a good chance to mention, if you do want to sponsor HCFC Radio, you know how much we waffle on about stuff. We can yeah. do that about your business, your company, anything. So if you do, just get in touch. I'm at Cardi Freddy on Twitter, Freddy Cardi on Instagram. We're both available through that way. Otherwise, just send the club an email, tweet them, and, and we'll, they'll put put you through to us but if there's anyone who does want to sponsor our commentaries even if it's just for the upcoming season or just a couple of games then we would like to hear from you um, and a good opportunity for really everyone all around but uh, we'll see you later Ed Ed's been here had, had some surveys about football fan culture which we've been filling in yeah even our field running for him because he's a good lad bless him <laughs> talked to him the other day on the radio as our half time guest and big future ahead of him I think Ed yeah, he likes he likes filmmaking and stuff like that, and it's not not a bad industry to get into, is it really? So Borenwood then eventually pulling one back. 16 minutes left. It was Josh Reese who had a, a good game actually, the number seven, and it was a, an easy enough finish for him. And he just never really looked like you know throwing the kitchen sink at Hitchin. I don't think maybe it was that loss of Shimanga. It has psychological impacts. Well, it, that when you lose when you lose a striker who's scoring that kind of goals for you, it's going to always be very hard to uh, to replace him. And like I say in the first half, um, Scott Bowden. I mean Max Ryan just uh, annoyed the absolute. <laughs> You know, yeah. I want to say the absolute hell out of him because he did. And you could see, you know, a couple of times where Max Ryan sort of, you know, they've just come together and Ryan's gone over on the floor and he can see he's angry. Get up. You know, there's nothing wrong with the earnest. Just got right under his skin. Uh, and, and I guess that sort of uh, had an effect on his performance as well. I was expecting a little bit more from uh, from Scott Bowden, if I'm honest. Uh, and I was expecting a little bit more from Boreham Wood as well, if yeah. I'm honest. But uh, great performance from Hitchin, like I say, especially in that first half, as Pipe Man confirmed. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a good season by the looks of things. They're celebrating yeah. in there. There's, the there's a bit of a jubilant mood amongst the Hitchin side. Not so... Uh, with Boreham Wood, but they know they've still got a big season ahead of them of Luke Garrard's men. So uh, we've got a bit of time to kill, I suppose, as we wait for Mark Burke and hopefully Kane Smith. So let's talk pre-season. It's been a long, okay. hard slog at times, a really long old pre-season. Who's been your player of the last few weeks? Just uh, your best player. And then we'll go on to some other categories, I suppose. That's a tough one to yeah. call. I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm going to stick with Coldicott Stevens yeah. because he's been absolutely immense. Um, and, and I liked him, like I say, last season when he weren't really getting the games and I was a little bit sort of surprised give the lad a chance you know mm. uh, he's certainly done that this season um, and, and and he's rewarded him with top performances so I, I would say I would say that, that Coldicott Stevens was my man 
stand out. But again, you know, Horlock's been immense. Yeah. Uh, the the Marsh boys have been immense. Um, uh, little Grin, Little yeah. Brownie down this yeah. side's been great. You know, we've had Akpom put in a shift. Um, there's just been shifts all over the park, haven't there, really? Who's been your kind of pleasant surprise package of pre-season? Someone who you looked at and thought, yeah, they might, they're all right, and then they really, you know, really delivered the goods. Uh, that's that's a tough question. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say Rio de Silva yeah. actually. Um, he's he's the most improved player as well. De definitely yeah. most improved player. But uh, I mean, you, you you know he's capable. You can see that he's capable. But he just didn't quite have it. Didn't quite have it. But this season, he's 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 like I say, he's been he's been brilliant. Mm. Playing with a smile on his face as well. You and can that's really what see you that. Need. Yeah. You need that. You don't want to be playing under pressure. You don't want to be playing sort of thinking I've got to make a point here. You know, you want to have that relaxed sort of swagger. And he's definitely got that now. Confidence in his ability. And, and also the ability of his teammates as well, which is important. Uh, who, who kind of academy player or young players impress you? Um, well, I'd have to say that the defender that we pulled in... Um, George Yu. Yeah, probably I would say George Yu. Um, he, looks, he looks very good. Um, and, and I would, I mean, is, is Henry Snee from the academy? I think no. he's, he's not, no, because I would have said that, you know, he, he's, he's quite good as well, mm -hmm. definitely. Uh, so, which player do you think has got a bit of a point to prove? Hasn't maybe quite delivered as as much as maybe Mark Burke or they would they would have liked to over preseason. <laughs> Feels like and maybe just hasn't quite hit the ground running as much as they like to. Oh, that's a tough one. You see, I would have said not, Luke. Not I would have said way. Luke yeah. Brown up until today yeah. because um, we we haven't really seen the best of Luke Brown, but uh, we definitely know that he's got it in there. So, uh, oh yeah, that's a tough one. Tough one for me to answer, really. Well, we've still got a bit of time uh, to wait for Martin Burke. He's having a chat with Charlie Horlock and Michael Jones, Kane Smith over there as well. Um, we might get Martin Burke now and then Kane Smith a bit later, and if so, we'll attach that interview on the end of this commentary uh, so you can go and listen back. We will let you know uh, with that and the situation Absolutely. Uh, on our Twitter and everything. So Kai Teal over there having a chat, but, uh, Luke Gower being interviewed by uh, Wood TV, uh, by the social media team, and good of him he's always an honest man is Luke Garrard they've got a, a good you know a good manager at the helm someone who knows the club well has been there since you know since yeah. a young age and since 2016 had a decent uh, career as well played for Swindon Town played for the Wood played for Northwood as well made over 100, 100 appearances for AFC Wimbledon mm -hmm. uh, mainly in a right side defensive role he's going into his, um, into his sixth season at the club now so uh, for a young man a lot of expectations, I think, uh, just with some of the players he's got. But they're obviously producing. I mean, Sorba Thomas, you know, going from National League to Championship level. He's not played much at Huddersfield. But, mm. you know, when you've got players like that coming through and, and they're being picked up by these massive sides to sign yeah. you, you know, and he's, he was an academy product as yeah. well. So, I mean, I mean, that's what I was saying earlier. When, when, you know, they must have something in the, in the, in the academy coming through to, to go alongside Bowden yeah. uh, and, and do something else. But I think, I think today you can put it down to just a, a glitch really from from Boreham Wood you know that they've got quality all over the place and uh, and, and and on a better day they could have probably uh, turned Hitchin over but it wasn't wasn't to be today Hitchin rose to the occasion uh, and, and just stuck their head above them the league season then uh, starts on Saturday away at Redditch United it's a tough one for us because you know missing the game so we have to rely on Pipeman's match report we will be bringing you to a podcast uh, on Sunday because uh, I'm off on that Monday uh, and then tune in on the uh, Saturday 21st. We're at home to Nuneaton Borough. Berkey's over here. Uh, we'll try and talk to Kane later, but he might well not be up for an interview. Uh, but we yeah. we'll try and grab him. Uh, but Berkey's now got, he's got the treat of the new there headphones as well. Cool there we go. Oh. 
How's right. that sound? That sounds, yeah, that sounds all right now, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Nice and clear now, Mark. Well, yeah. many congratulations. A superb performance, especially in the first half from Hitchin. You must be delighted. Yeah, no, it, I mean, tonight wasn't about the result, but oh, it was nice. Wasn't it? <laughs> it? It was nice. Nice to get the result as well as the performance. I thought the boys were excellent throughout. First 10, 15 minutes, we had to weather the storm. Born would come at us and, you know, we, we weren't really getting out. But we, we grew into the game. Mm. and uh, started creating chances. Mistake at the back has let us in and we capitalised on that and, and punished them and got our goal. Mm. And that uh, bred confidence and as the game went on we got, we got better and better. And um, I couldn't ask for a, uh, a better closing game before the, yeah. the start on, on Saturday, really. Absolutely. I mean, you talked about playing out from the back as something we're going to work on, but in the last few games, you've actually seen how you can exploit other teams doing so in the Arsenal game and then some of the mistakes made tonight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it is a risky game playing at the back. Um, we um, we couldn't play out as, as much as we wanted to tonight because, you know, Bournemouth an experienced team and they uh, they pressed and it was it was difficult we got out a couple of times so you have to mix it up and, and fortunately we did that and, and were, were able to compete um but you know both teams um first half team and the second half team mm. all of them without you know fault had a great game they had a great game absolutely i mean and you, you literally changed nine players for to come on for the second half was that to give everybody a game or, or did you did you yeah it, it's um it's yeah got got a squad here they're all going to play a part throughout the season um it's only three days before the uh beginning of the season so i i, I didn't want to um tire um, everybody out. No one was going to get 90 minutes. Not not this close to the to the start. So, for me, it, it was a case of getting 45 minutes hard graft uh, with an intensity which we did show, um, and that was their job done. So, as I say, as a as a as a um, uh, what's the word? Um, from what I wanted to get out of it, I got everything. Everything that we set out to do. Yeah. Players got minutes, intense minutes. We, we played um, with an intensity. We got our goal. We kept the clean sheet first half. Mm -hmm. um, we defended well second half. And as I say, the second half, you know, the team that, that, that came on, they, they just almost slotted into the same as the first team. So Absolutely. It was, it was an excellent performance. What we've got to do now, um, we had a little run. Well, we won three, four nils, and then we played Barton, and complacency set in for me. That, that's that on that day. It was definitely a, is a mental thing, and yeah. um, we, we weren't prepared for it right. We um, took it for granted almost because we had three good performances, three good wins, and I've said to the boys just then now, you know, today, take the confidence. I want that confidence you've got from this performance and result. Take it into Saturday, but it's fine lines from confidence into complacency, mm. and we've got to make sure we stay in that com confidence segment, if you like, rather yeah. than um, complacency. I think they will. Mm. I think, for me, I took positives out of the bar, and the result is, is it was a kick up the bum. It was a kick up the bum. It was yeah. a kick up the bum, <laughs> and, and I can now refer back to that, and mm. you know, we'll see Saturday, yeah. but I'd like to think we won't have a repeat like that, not, okay. not, not anytime soon. And uh, also today, a goal from uh, from set piece from the corner. Beautiful yeah. glancing header yeah. from, from De Silva. Yeah. What, a, what an improving player he is. Yeah, well, listen, I tell you, he deserved that goal because he was excellent um, first half. Uh, we all know how good Kane Smith is and mm. 
how much damage he can do on that right hand side and, and Rio was matching him all the way and, and he deserved that goal for all the work rate that he put in in yeah. that first half. Uh, I love an eyebrows header as well. So yeah. I'm, <laughs> yeah, always, I'm always going on about any great, great leap and a great finish. And a great ball in as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Delivery was perfect. Absolutely perfect. So the last game of pre-season last year, you beat National League Barnet and now you've beaten National League Boreham. Do you think you've got a bit of almost a fearless side now? You know, they'll kind of take anyone on. Yeah, I mean, we, yeah, we had nothing to lose tonight. You know, he's only a friendly and they're two mm. leagues above us, so we're not expected to... Uh, um, uh, didn't expect to beat them or anything. Um, as I say, it wasn't about the result, but that is a massive bonus. Mm. Um, it was all about the performance and what we got out of the two forty-five minutes, and we got an awful lot. Yeah, I think so. And um, I have to also put a shout out to Darian Furlong. I mean, how good was he tonight? He was excellent. He was excellent. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've got a bit of a headache this Saturday, <laughs> yeah. I'll be honest good, with you. Good headache. I, 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 it's a lovely headache, yeah, don't get me wrong. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's the headache I want. It's yeah. the sort of headache I want rather than, oh my God, what am I going to play? Um, mm. It is, oh my God, what am I going to play? But not because uh, I've got no players, it's because I've got a, a lot, of, lot of options, a lot of choices. And yeah, it's going to be... It's going to be one to think about and mm. talk to the to the other members of staff, and um, I'm sure we'll come up with uh, the solution. Sure. Good um, to see. Uh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> good. Good to see uh, Steve Cawley get a few minutes yeah, as well. Yeah, I was delighted with him coming on. We, he's ahead of schedule. We've given him a target for a bit later on in the season to to get back to where he was. Um, and uh, but he, he's a class act. He's he, you know, he is a class act. You can see that. You know, we just got to get his fitness levels up and. He could be a little ace that we uh, pull out later on in the season. Absolutely, one up the sleeve. Having, yeah. you know, having 12 people on the bench today, that's obviously got to be slimmed down <laughs> You know, when we go to Redditch. How do you plan to do that? Is it going to be through loan spells? Another headache, Mark. Here's uh, another headache. Here's another headache. Yeah, well, luckily I've got good links with both Letchworth and then mm. obviously Digger at Stockfold. So yeah. um, I think there could be opportunities for, for players to get minutes mm. at both those clubs and, and a couple of others as well. Um, so it's all about building the links with the local clubs and helping them out, hopefully, and then they're obviously helping us. Um, as you said, tw 20, you ain't going to keep 22 yeah. players no. happy. Um, no. um, they'll all want to play, and I've only got, like you say, 16 spaces. Um, so it, it's going to be tough, early, early doors, but that's my job, isn't it, manager? <laughs> I've, got, I've, got I've got to juggle yeah. and I've got to manage, and uh, yeah, we'll and we'll see how it goes. Absolutely. Yeah, well, we're, we're certainly looking forward to the uh, beginning of the season, Mark, and uh, we'll wish you all the best as well, Freddie. Yeah, one thing with Kane Smith here, you feel you feel pretty proud to see him in those Borenwood colours, you know, at this level, and or, yeah, or will you get, no, say, get stuck into him as well? Yeah, you know? no, it, it, yeah, I'm, I am very proud of um, a lot of these boys that have started here um, cut their teeth here and then now playing at a high level you know obviously there's Kane and Matt Lynch and um, Josh Coley's gone even better now um, yeah 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 we, there's, there's a number of the boys that have, have moved on playing high level and um, I am they're like my little children really you know, <laughs> of course I'm, I, uh, I always keep an eye out for them and um, mm. I, funny enough I, I, I've watched some of the highlights of the uh, their game against Arsenal on Friday mm. Yeah, 23, and he was excellent. Kane was excellent. Uh, yeah. Bourne Wood were, were, were very good. So I was a little bit nervous, I'll be honest with you, uh, <laughs> before the game. Yeah. Um, but 
as I say, uh, delighted with the performance and not the, the, the result was a bonus. Sure. I mean, uh, I, w I will like to just touch on Max Ryan's performance as well. I mean, uh, uh, me for one questions some of his performance, especially in a defensive role, because he does collect <laughs> cards and not football cards. Um, <laughs> so I was a bit nervous, but uh, what a performance for him. I mean, he literally did have Bowden in his pocket, didn't he? He was uh, aggravating him. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Max, listen, Max has done well the last couple of games at right back. Um, and he, he is... You know that there's one of the, the quandaries I've got because Dan Ackerman has been excellent as well. Yes. Um, and to be fair, Delson came on and was mm. excellent as well second yeah. half. So, you know, as you say, nice headache, and um, we'll see what uh, transpires on Saturday. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, best of luck on Saturday. We won't be there unfortunately. Oh, you know, um, coming boys. Oh. Yeah. It's a bit of a hole, and no <laughs> we get no fuel allowance. Yeah. Oh right. Well, we'll have to have a word about it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see you. On. We'll see you on the coach soon, anyway, for a few yeah. away days. But. Uh, Marek will be here on, on that non-Eaton game and then I'll be back from holiday for the Royston oh, game too. Little trip to Cornwall a couple of weeks. Oh, so nice, very looking forward to that. Very, very nice. lucky. In the yeah. football season, I can't believe it. Yeah, I know. I'll have to try it. What football teams do Barnstaple or someone down no, the way? I'm sure you'll find yeah, a game or I'll, two. I'll yeah, keep yeah, myself busy. Yeah, 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 drive yeah. the family mad. Anyway, I'll see yeah. you later, Mark. Thanks yeah, as ever for talking. Have a good holiday. I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Thanks, Mark.